this oh is my a, god. This is an exclusive. This is a UD exclusive. <laughs> mm-hmm. Forget I, the Smashbox exclusives. You oh need the Unstable Discourse exclusive. Dude. God. God. He just wow. blew up all the microphones. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's because I Whoa. went. What? Yeah. 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 He did it again. There he goes. Welcome in to season three, episode 13 of Unstable Discourse. Yeah, oh, yeah. Blowing the mic up. Was that too loud? It was, but it's fine. I'm going to take it again. Yeah. No, I'll fix it. Don't you dare. It gives them something to do later. You got to roll. From here, you got to roll, man. Yeah. We're in it. We're, we're in, in it. it. All right, we're back. That's what we're she back said. at the <laughs> cab, the Callahan Acres basement. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's Ryan Fancher of Unstable Disc Golf Gear. Yes, sir. Sean Callahan of Delwood Disc Golf. Yeah, boy. Jason Callahan of Bag of Tricks and Delwood Disc Golf. But a badow. Throwback. It's back, baby. And we're joined by a guest that has been a long time coming. We've been asked about it so many times, and we've all been waiting for it ourselves. Don't lie to him. Mr. <laughs> Steve Ratchin, or Steve Rakin, as I once called you. Rashan. 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 Steve Rashan. Rashan. Yeah. Yeah. Steve Rashan of Smooth Series Disc Golf and Cash Days and of the 11th Hour and Briggs Street Doubles. And uh, Clash, original, like, founding. See, here's what Alex loves to do, is he introduces you, but does not give you an opportunity to say hello into the microphone yet. <laughs> say hi, Steve. I guess. There we go. Hey. Now explain hey. who Thanks the man is. <laughs> Get up closer to the mic, Mr. Ray. Cool, 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 cool. Yeah. Yeah, you've done a lot of things. There's so many things we're going to touch on in this conversation, but uh, it's been a long time coming. Very excited to have you here. Thanks for having me. We also have in the house with us Megan Sumner. Mm. It's Sumner, right? Not Summer. No, mm-hmm. Sumner. Got it. it. For now, it's Sumner. Yes. Correct. Oh, for now. Oh. Is there? There's a change coming. Are you going to do what what Liz did, where she got married and then three years later still hasn't legally changed her last name? Wow. Does she Ooh. even love you, bro? Ooh. <laughs> she changed her name on social media and at work, so like she's known as Liz Seminary, but legally. She's still a Rivera. I'd oh, say at this my point, wife just like, whatever's case. on yeah. Facebook yeah. is definitely more important than the real world. So yeah. if she's Seminary on Facebook, like that yeah. makes me feel a lot better yours. about Pretty it. Legit. Yeah. Pretty, Pretty legit. legit. My wife didn't even sugarcoat it. She was like, nah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. Really? Yeah. Not even officially a hyphenate, right? Not even. Just, oh, not God. even. Yeah. It, it is such a pain in the dick to get everything changed mm-hmm. and do that. That oh. just for that alone, I don't blame her. But she had gotten her doctorate and postdoctorate and did all this research work and her name is on so much all right. research oh, that makes a lot of sense that like changing that would have been a nightmare so i get it and like if God i didn't forbid you have like a flight coming yeah. up yeah right and yeah. like you're yeah. not changing that like you'll my, be thrown jail. my daughter's name not- is my last name so she carries around a birth certificate just so that wow. like she's ever in a situation where she's like no this is my kid it's weird i have the paperwork yeah, yeah. If I didn't love my last name so much, I would change it to Fancher for you. It is a good last name. And that's the problem, too, with seminary is it's like a it's a weird last name. So I kind of don't want her to have to. Kids will start calling you cemetery. It's awful. (laughs) (laughs) You seem like you have some experience with that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's why I started third grade. That's why I became a bully. in the old inseminator cemetery. No semen. That happened in high school and middle oh, school. Oh, yeah. the inseminator. Yeah, yeah. The inseminator. that's really how it happens for most people. Yeah, yeah. Right. around that time, yeah. it grows. Yeah, in in middle school or grade school, that's what she said. The insult <laughs> is just saying your name shitty, like okay, Steve. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> like and just change the inflection. Yeah. Right, yeah. and it's instantly an insult. It, yeah. it, and it stung. <laughs> it stung. But yeah, I went cemetery, then seminary. 
I don't blame her. Do you want to talk about it some more? Are you okay? No, let's get yeah. it. Let's get let's get this episode moving. <laughs> what do we got in our glasses today, gentlemen? Ooh, we are because of you. We are drinking uh, hot apple cider with some fireball. Mm. Because of you. <laughs> I can't believe you didn't jump. Yeah, on that. no, uh, yeah. I missed that. I, I was your heart so touched by that yeah, that like, yeah, you couldn't even jump in. Like, you were speechless. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I chugged mine. <laughs> Uh, oh, you're I'm gonna need. Well. Yeah, I'm gonna need a refill here. Of course, there's speaking never of refills, a, right. uh, I forgot to introduce the producer, aka the deucer, <laughs> Sheila Callahan, <laughs> perfect queen of the canyons. Perfect. We haven't talked about that. How do you feel about that nickname, by the way? Oh, she doesn't have a choice. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Fantastic. Oh, she loves it. Yeah. All about it. In her face. That's the reaction. Like she has to have though. Like if she reacts any other way, right? Then like yes. you're tripling down. Right. Right. Yeah, exactly. Of course. Yeah. 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 This guy gets it. You got cemetery. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. There we go. Zing. Yeah. Let's see if we can make him cry. All right. Uh, before we get into the meat and potatoes of this episode, and before we get to all the uh, other segments, I thought it would be fun if we kind of recapped what we did last night. Ooh, yes. Sure. Please. Oh, very Ryan, topical. What did we do last night? You can tell him. That's cool. You want to get into it? Yeah. <laughs> what did uh, you and I do? The bones. What yeah. didn't we do? <laughs> uh, we attended. The Hell's Gate haunted house. Yeah. All six or seven or eight of us or whatever was it was. Ten. There was ten. Ten, ten, yeah. of us. ten of us. Wow. Yeah. Oh yeah, because yeah. we had two groups. I'll of never five. forget five. because yeah. I remember looking back at two groups you, of five. Two groups of five, and we were divided. And I was like, no, no. I had my hand out the whole time, like yeah. knowing that you were going to die somewhere up there. Yeah. And we were never going to see each other again. He was in the group with his only blood, full blood brother, but in, but he still turned back and looked at you and was like, "No, yeah, that's right." I'm in right, I love you, you Jason. <laughs> were you the one floating down into the ocean with enough room? Oh, it would have, yeah, yeah, it would have been, yeah, 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 yeah. I would have died. Sure. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, but it was great. I I have been to the had been to the Statesville one uh, mm-hmm. years ago, and that was the only one I had ever attended ever. Uh, and so I was looking forward to it, and Sheila was gracious enough to uh, grab tickets for everybody. And then the deucer, the deucer oh. did. The deucer produced tickets, <laughs> and as fate would have it, right after uh, the deucer did grab the tickets, Kyle Laflamboy reached out and said he is the what co-owner, or whatever, runs a lot of the part of the, part of the family that owns right and does uh, all Hell's that. Gate. Yeah. Also, is letting us take over their space in January for the Hellwood, Hellwood. Putting League. Yeah, he's um, the reason why we had yeah, Hellwood. Exactly. Yeah, he reached out and said, "Hey, what are we doing with the Putting League?" And we had not wanted to reach out because it's prime season Heart for of them. Their mm-hmm. And season. like, why would you bother thinking about that right now? But he did, and he said, "By the way." I got tickets for you guys. Why don't you come on down? And we were like, shit, we just bought them like two days ago. So he graciously got us the VIP treatment Mm -hmm. and rushed us right through. And it was awesome. Uh, He didn't have to do that, but that was totally cool of him to do. Uh, But- yeah, the whole thing was amazing. Jason, for listeners who don't know what Hell's Gate is, fill them in. Oh, sure. Uh, well, according to the ads that I heard on Q101, they're the number one haunted house in Illinois. Num- numero uno. Yeah. They are yeah. the yeah. Delwood Disc Golf the of Del- Illinois. Right. Of, uh, right. haunted, houses. haunted houses. Yeah, right. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. You start outside, you go through like uh, um, a bit of a maze. You know, it wasn't, I mean, there was definitely a straight line that we were on, but it felt like very twisty and turning. Ooh, twisty, turny, windy. I could have done yeah. another mile outside Definitely. oh it was awesome. that was so fun my favorite love well, that part yeah that's my favorite part and then second is 
the the little uh, field trip you go on on the school bus with everybody, yeah. the shuttle to get there. Yeah, is, the yeah, shuttle. Kind of get yeah, so you park pretty back, far yeah. away, hop on school buses, and right. and then go and then down go to Hell's Gate. Yep. It was great. Go through the outside, then you go through the inside, and mm-hmm. then afterwards, there's a bunch of cool shit to do yeah. outside. Yeah, it was great. Such the a bubbles great with the smoke inside was amazing. We yep. sat there. Oh, we got footage of you playing with those bubbles. Yep. Been thinking about them all day. Yeah, can we go back. <laughs> can we so go when we are by the bubbles? when we're there for the Hellwood Putting League, we get the the giant room, and then we go into the inside, you know, down the center hallway, where is normally behind the scenes, right? And then we break out into all the rooms, and everybody puts through, and the lights are normally on. And even when we have those Saturdays when the lights are off, like it feels like a haunted house, but not like last night. Mm-mm. Yeah, Mm-mm. it was, was like a whole new experience. Even intense. though I knew yeah. the rooms, and I even knew like some of the trigger. Stuff because we, you know, we're going through and we're setting everything right. up. Mm-hmm. It still scared the shit out of me. And it was awesome. Yeah, they do such a great job. This episode is going to drop, what, a couple days before Halloween. So before this season is over, listeners, do yourself a favor. Go experience this place. Yes. Just as much as uh, Delwood as this, exper- this destination and experience yes. mm-hmm. and Lockport, mm-hmm. you got to do this. It's only yeah. here for like a month, yeah. a year. And I will say like th- on a scale of one to ten, ten being like so terrifying that you're never going to survive. From one to this, Mitch. I was just gonna right? say the scale's one to one Mitch. To Mitch yeah. 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 Um it's oh, not like it's not so terrifying that you're like scared for your life. It right. is just so damn entertaining. And there are yes. points where you'll yeah. be terrified yeah. for a moment or two. Yeah. More so it is just amazing how they do what they do to make everything work and function and mm-hmm. like just going through that, everything seems so seamless and everybody's working in tandem and like they have things at just the right spots where we were talking like you're looking at something that is happening and then when you turn around, the misdirection. Mm, where yeah. somebody's right in your face and you totally. never saw that them. That so is many planned. times. That is yeah. Planned. Oh, yeah. So good. It's an art form. So, yeah. Yeah. And I know that, uh, Steve, we talked a little bit before the show. You're not that interested in being scared out of your mind. But there is a five-minute timed escape room at the end. Yes. And I know that's like you, right you up might, your alley. You may have found a reason. Yes, to yes get there. sir. Yeah. Outside of hell. Also, yeah. there used to be a room where you w- it was the key room. Where they mm-hmm. hit a key and you had to like reach into these super dark holes to try and find a key. And sometimes there were things in it that you would not want to touch, right? right. And if you found the key, you got your money back, <laughs> right? Okay. Um, but this year they got rid of the key room situation. You have to go online and they give hints every night at like some history about Hellwood or Hellwood, Hell's Gate. Mm-hmm. They point out a specific character and you have to find that character and she has to ask you trivia questions. You have to answer it in order to get the key, which I think is amazing. Yeah, it's awesome. So yeah. if yeah. you do yeah. your research like, yeah, and like go through. side quests and whatnot. Right. Yeah. We'll go again. I will go again. When you go, I will go. Oh, well, yeah, let's do it for sure. Yeah, I'm like a like a Mitch Tapiro's favorite slogan <laughs> every time I see anything scary. <laughs> oh, like I will be yeah. like in my classroom, full lights <laughs> yeah. on, bright mm-hmm. sun, like coming yeah. through and one teacher will come through and just knock on the door and I'm like, yeah. I'm turning around and like just trying like, don't spring for the kids, don't spring for the kids. Go for it. <laughs> I, yeah. I swore a lot on accident yeah. last night. One of the 10 yeah. of us was Mitch DePiro. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yes. And yes. it was funny because he had gone through it before. Didn't let us know what was happening. Right. So that was good. He didn't divulge all Because we told him not to. He, yes. he would have oh, definitely given us that. Mitch, shut the yeah. up. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But he also would go through and go back to the, a lot of the characters because he just happened to know them. And so Right in the middle of this whole acting thing, he's <laughs> like, his hey, dude. You know, so like he's talking to these people as if they're normal people and they're trying to scare the shit out of all these other people. Right. It is hilarious. They're half he's tarantula. making plans to like <laughs> right. mini golf with them on yes. Sunday. Right, right, right. So yes. it was very.
very funny. He is like secretly famous with everybody that he knows. Yes. And they all feel the same way about him. He drives them crazy, but he's still so endearing and lovable that you're just like, damn it. Yeah, exactly. He's got you. They were, yeah. You could see the staff were talking and like letting each other know like Mitch is back tonight. Like, <laughs> yeah, there yeah. was yeah. I think, going on. Between yeah, the staff I think members. the reason that Kyle found us is because he heard Mitch from yeah, like yeah, six yeah, miles definitely. away and was like, yeah. oh, he's on the bus. He's on his way here. Yeah. Uh, speaking yeah. of Mitch, there's a surprise uh, for this episode. I didn't tell you about mm. uh, Mitch makes his own hot sauce, by the mm-hmm. way, and he gave us a bottle last night. So that's in my car. Nice. Sean, you're the hot guy. You're gonna have we'll to put try it on that. a zebra cake. Yeah. You're gonna put hot sauce on the zebra yeah, cake. Man. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I don't know, man. The hot sauce game changer moment of the yeah. night, right? There. Yeah. It's called uh, R. That's the brand name. A R R R. Um, like like a pirate, and that's yeah, R by Mitch DePiro. And the flavor you're gonna try is green apple. We'll, we'll get that. It. We'll get that after yeah. the break. I try. I tried a little drop of that before. Oh, was it good? At uh, yeah. Well, it was perfectly Mitch. I was go- running to the bathroom from the shop at during Glow. He was like, "Hey, check out this my new hot sauce." And just, oh, you got to pee here. Try yeah, Hang on, wait, dude, wait. <laughs> before wait, you touch second. your dick, put some I mean, hot just sauce on your finger. Inconvenience you yeah, enough yeah. to where you're like only slightly annoyed. But it was good. It was very. It was a good hot sauce. He. he he makes a good hot sauce. I feel so. like instead of like Schlitz Creek 2, we need Ryan Aquino to do a full-on the documentary, documentary about like the man who uh, makes the don't legend. Tell, you know, he's gonna, the oh, man, man the Mitch the, the legend. legend. Like, it's out there now. He's got hot sauce that sounds like a cologne like R by <laughs> Mitch DePiro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's locally known by everyone at a haunted yeah. house. Like to be that status of life, Dude. like I, I want to go home on Netflix right now and find that in like the dark yep. deep corner <laughs> yes. and watch it right now. Quit your mention. Yeah, there we go. Just imagining it like in the format of like uh, the last dance. Like, yeah. uh, <laughs> Could you imagine those interviews Mitch. about people like, oh, dude? And then on the seventeenth hole, <laughs> yeah. the waterfall was flowing, and Mitch DePero just would not stop bitching. <laughs> <laughs> and I hit that thing, ran the water, and then he beat me by one. It was the worst day of my life. Yeah. That's enough, Mitch. Talk. That's more than enough. <laughs> so he's gonna know. Oh, he he listens. Yeah, he'll oh, hear this. He listens. Ryan is already time stamping. Oh, I'm gonna cut is. most of this yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> what do you say we get into fired up? It's time to get the show really going. You interrupted him. Try it again. Fired up. All right. I kept it going, dude. That's okay. You're good. All right. What's your on? We're good. Raise your hand if you are the most fired up about something today. Steve, what are you fired up about? So I'd say uh, Meg and I have like a group we're fired up. So uh, we're fired up coming uh, next April. We got a little future FPO world champ coming to the family. What? what? Yeah. Stop. Okay. We get the we got what? we got you to add another chain link to the what? smooth logo. We got we got a little little girl right there. This oh is my a, god! This is an exclusive. This is a UD exclusive. Mm-hmm. Forget I, the Smashbox exclusives. You oh need the Unstable Discord exclusives. God. Wow. Whoa. Congratulations! It's amazing. Thank you. Whoa. Congrats, guys! You just wow. blew up all the microphones. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's because I Whoa. went. Whoa! Yeah, yeah. Yep, there it is. You did it again. There it goes. Uh, make sure you drop some like. Celebrations. Oh yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, that's oh my amazing. God. That's incredible. Whoa. Yeah. I thought you were going to talk about your wedding. But uh, yeah, I was yeah. like, you know, no. we've got a lot of fun things coming up. Uh-huh. We've got that. Yeah. Holy moly. Uh, okay. I want to ask right. a lot more questions. Do it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, how far How far along are you? 14 weeks. How many oh. weeks is the total? 36-ish. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so you- yeah, no, so we found out. Yeah, so it's actually, we found out the morning coming to Unstable. You know how Open. that happens, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I... <laughs> I 
thought I found out one time I was at the summer camp where the cemetery was <laughs> exactly uh, <laughs> yeah. me in the face with Austin Frisbee, yeah. and I kind of forgot, but then I think I relearned how to do everything. Oh, yeah, boy. exactly. Yeah. Yep. Uh, wow, exclusive. Yeah, how, you guys already know she's going to be an FPO champion, mm-hmm. just like that. I talked- feel like just by osmosis, like just living in a house with like yeah. one or two or three or 20,000. Right. Well, the, there's the frisbee. There's, there's also you are uh, an Illinois State Am champion. Oh, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I think that works out. That happened, right? Yeah. What year was that? You were there, though. Yeah. Weren't you? I, I saw the winning puck. Yeah. yeah. I made a little video of it. Oh, gosh. When was that? 2018 ish. That sounds right. Yeah. Hmm. What division? MA1. 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 Yeah. It was at the uh, classic tournament. I would go to, like, down, like, PRA area every Sunset year. Sunset Hills, right? Oh, yeah. Right, Playing right, similar right. courses. Oh, like, I was thinking oh. states, but yeah. yes. Yes. And then it was, like, years of constantly being up by, like, iMac and Gavin and Matt Travis every once in a while. Yeah. And then, like, I don't know. I randomly showed up in a word. That was, it was the, a good weekend. Yeah, that was the tournament where uh, Donnie Gill was there yeah. and mm-hmm. all of those. It was all filmed. I watched it. Mm-hmm. I remember that. Yep. Yeah. Now it's all coming That's great. back. Congratulations, yeah. guys. Thank you. So, so cool. And yeah. thank you for announcing that here on this show. That is a new, like, uh, historical moment in the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Every, future guests don't think about coming yeah. on unless you got someone pregnant. Yeah. And <laughs> all the next fired ups are going to really not. Yeah. Feel oh, that exciting. Yeah, who cares about fired yeah. ups? I'm yeah. glad that kick down the gates. <laughs> who's the most fired up? It took Steve a couple seconds to realize yeah, it was like, him. Mm. Yeah. The best part is like Megan's downloaded only like 33 different pregnancy apps and checks them every day. Yeah. And so like last well, week, right? our our little girl to be was the size of a Pokemon card. Sure, sure, yeah. sure, sure. Uh-huh. And, we went through that whole sick. thing. Yeah. We were like, hey, grapefruit today. All right. Yeah. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. <laughs> great. Grapefruit. <laughs> <laughs> One app was like strawberry. And then like two weeks later, it was like large strawberry. I'm like, come on, you couldn't get it. Yeah. Right. It's like, like, did you yeah. also name the vitamins? Like you were right. like A, yeah. B, and you're like, slow down. Like, let me throw a bunch yeah. of different right. numbers on these. You're like, you oh, wait, we really didn't have that many. You couldn't say plum, just yeah. large yeah. strawberry. Yeah. 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 Right? Yeah. Oh, wow. Jason, okay. I got nothing. Okay. Yeah. yeah what not, are you going to do? Yeah. I'm not going to do it. Well, you yeah. guys, uh, Ryan and Sean, you both got your hands. Go ahead. I've got one. So in typical Fancher fashion, this is going to start really Negative. Negative. Here we <laughs> yeah. go. Here we go. And we you would all, think I wouldn't be fired right. up about this. Yeah. But. We, we had, everybody's heard the story, but I'm going to tell it on the air now. So um, we were scheduled to go to California on a little five-day getaway. And my wife had planned this since February uh, over her fall break. And we were gearing up and getting ready to go. And two days before that, my daughter decided to catch something from her first grade class. Mm. Pokemon? Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, she's, she she definitely, got these hands because she was... Yeah. <laughs> she caught them all, for sure. And we took her to the clinic, and she's got like RSV, which every kid on the oh, planet has. No. And the moment they did the test, they were like, you can't go. Like straight up, the doctor was like, you're not going to California. Oh, okay. So we tried to talk our way into it any way that we could. Well, we could just, and if we, and what if we, and then finally I was like, this is, can you breathe? Yeah, (laughs) this is not worth it. So we barely were able to get, you know, our flights, you know, reimbursed and everything. The, the Airbnb was like, screw you, but everything else was fine. So to overcome the sadness of not going on that trip, I decided to look and see how much Six Flags tickets were because I've never been there. Oh, Teresa's never been there. Oh, and Nora had definitely never been there. They're not from Illinois, so yeah, we're, we're not from here. So I looked it up it's a right and of passage. yeah, and I I added tickets to the cart and I was like, oh, this is going to be cool. Wow, it's really expensive. 
Um, <laughs> let's look up some discount codes. So I found some discount codes online. And before I could even put them in, it was like, how do you, how are you going to pay with this? And I was like, I don't know, GPay? Congratulations, no refunds. Oh, well, I, I guess we're going to Six Flags. <laughs> oh. So I, I bought really expensive Six Flags tickets and decided that we were going to go. By then, Nora was cool. It was like four days later or whatever. And we didn't tell her until we got to the exit where you could see Six Flags. Where did right? she think she was going? She heard the... She's so no, man. smart. I can't stand it. Mm-hmm. We were kind of talking in code the whole time, and she had almost put it together. I had to try and convince her that Six Flags was a grocery store that sold flags. <laughs> and, <laughs> and that since we moved into a new house, it, you know, they also sold furniture, and we were going to like buy some stuff for her room and stuff. And she was like... Guys, that's not what it is. Like, I get it, you know? Mm-hmm. And so she can just about read and saw the sign that said Six Flags and the wheels were turning. And I was like, hey, look at roller coasters. Aren't they cool? Wouldn't you want to do that? She was like, yeah. And I was like, how about today? And she lost it. And it was awesome. Yeah, so, awesome. That's God, it's the best moment. And yeah. she's six. So, like, it's all roller coasters. And she's just tall enough to ride a lot of them. Nice. But that, not all of them. That was a and, metaphor for life, by the way. He yeah. said, she's six and it's all roller coasters. And yes, that is what it's that like. Is, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. That's true. Yeah. Uh, so we tested the waters by going on the most classic one, apparently, which is the Whizzer, which everybody knows. Oh, I, I didn't know, but you know, that's the first one you kind of go to if you're going mm-hmm. counterclockwise. So we got there, and we were for sure gonna see her bawling her eyes out when we got off. And we got off, and she just screamed again, like so loud <laughs> that the whole park went silent. You know, I thought they were just gonna let us right back on because she screamed so loud. She was so excited to do that, that we were just like, okay, well, let's go to the demon, which is the crazy upside down one. Yeah. Uh-huh. And she didn't bat an eye. She practically wow. ran to it and we got done with that one. And then she was like, uh, <laughs> and so we, we saw where the threshold was, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but um, push the limits real quick. Right then. side up only. Got it. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Got it, got it, got it. You're like next. 830 in the morning. Dad. Yeah. Don't. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. But. To see a six-year-old being so excited about something that would have taken me, like, I would have had to sit there and, like, talk myself into it. Mm-hmm. I mean, at, like, 12, but six years old, she had no fear. And it was yeah. so exciting to see her doing that and be wow. so stoked about, like, not even thinking twice about it. Just hop on. Let's go. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, to see her experience that for the first time was amazing. So that's my that's my fired up. That's, that's so awesome, great, dude. Yeah. I, I love the surprising her with it. Mm-hmm. Didn't give her time to, like... Get scared. Like, no. Everything mm-hmm. was just a treat from yeah, that moment go. on. Yeah. yeah. That's great. It was so good. So, I haven't so. been there in 20 plus years. What? Wow. I'm thinking back to the last time. Is Batman still up? Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. was the only one that Batman I went on. Batman was new when Jason was yeah. there. Last okay. Time. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. I've never been there and I saw that one and I was like, that one looks so cool. Yeah. Uh-huh. Nora and, you know, my wife were just like, we'll go to the arcade. Why don't you hit this one? And we got there right as they opened. So there were still not a lot of people. Sure. And so I just got right up to the front and these two women were chatting with me in line for a couple minutes and they were like, well, they hey, like- we're going to go right up to the, <laughs> like to the very front of the roller coaster. And I was like, go for it. And they like pulled me with them. And so my first experience is like looking straight down into nothing because you're hanging oh, nice. off of yeah. the front of it. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and it was pretty legit. It was unbelievable. Yeah. 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 That's a good that ride. ride still holds up all these years later. It does. Yeah. It's so, so fun. You're speaking of Nora, like six years old, like not afraid going head strong. Like my brother was obsessed with roller coasters and I would never do anything like vertical, like no flips, no loops, mm-hmm. no corkscrews, whatever. And Batman was the first one where my friend on his birthday took me to great America. And I was like, you know what? Like 
I'm here. I, I like you I have no excuse to. not to do right. this yeah. and yeah, just yeah. open the floodgates. And I was yeah. like, I think it was like 16 or 17 at the time too. Mm-hmm. I was like, right now, like now I'm finally doing it. Nora's got 10 years on me now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I same. couldn't I was the same way. Awesome. Yeah. Was I was so in my awesome. 20s, but same exact Batman. Yeah. Like that was the yeah. one that was like, dude, the okay. Uh, I need to stop being a pussy. Mm-hmm. These are fun. This is a good time because Jason was always into that stuff, and Big we time. would go yeah. and like the cousins would all get together. Love it. I mm-hmm. just was like, no, I just haven't been no forever, way. But ah. yeah. UD does Cedar Point. We need to do a Cedar Point trip. Oh, yeah. that'd be fun. Yeah, yeah. Cedar Point yeah. rides yeah. are. I just can't do. I can't do spinny stuff. Me neither. Like, I will no, throw stuff. a lot. So yeah. I will throw up instantly. I think yeah. they just got rid yeah. of Top Thrill Dragster at Did Cedar they? Point. Yeah, finally they just shut it down like this season. Why? If you are into crazy spinny stuff, you have to do it right this second because the moment you become a parent, you can't spin around anymore. Yeah. I don't know how that happens, but like if I spin twice in the same spot, no, it's over. Like I don't know what happened to me. I can go on roller coasters and stuff, but the moment I spin around like Hmm. holding my infant child and spinning around, I was like, (laughs) Just ruined yourself. (laughs) Got old dog. Like no distance trackers for you in the future, like no three sixties, you know, Gary Gurthy style. Absolutely not. No, absolutely not. (laughs) That's a shame to the disc golf community. I mean, I would have broken. The record yeah, 100%. Too. Yeah. Clearly. Yeah. Three, yeah, you are already 65 this yeah. time. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Breaking records. Sean? Down, downhill. You yes, sir. Up? Yes, sir. Uh, I've got a two-parter. Ryan's favorite. Uh, part number one, Haynes Wayside oh, yeah. Park. So this has been going on. This is how it all started. I'll tell the story. I'll be quick. I promise. Dana, uh, I come to realize over this whole time, Dana Avicii, that this, that redoing Haynes for him was like a love letter to Ashley. That's where she grew up and she would go there when she was younger. And he was like, I really want to make it. Stop it. it. Really? Yeah, for real. Really want to make it better. And like, you know, and then there was like the Dano part of it. When uh, Dano passed away in 2015, but that was like a whole thing with him was like, I golf at Hanes. He would wear these shirts. Um, and this was when it was just kind of like, mm-hmm. if there's a course, it's like a hole in the wall. It's it's that because of the way that it's set up. It's in a yeah. neighborhood. It's at the end of a street. Um, right it's next gone to a sewage facility. The, yeah, it's all these iterations. It was, you know, 18 holes, the nine, then 18. And it's the park district has always cared, but I don't think that the design has always been there. They haven't had proper tees. The baskets were really old. Mm-hmm. Um, so he comes to me earlier this year, and I, I think it was earlier this year. I don't think it was last year, um, and says, I want to redo Haynes. Do you think the club would be J Town would be interested in helping with that? And I was like, well, kind of historically, dealt with disc golf as we've been doing better and better every year. We've want to give back, so like we've helped out with Trinity and we bought a bunch of baskets there. So it's kind of always been in the annual budget to buy baskets and put them in the ground. So I said, I'll do you one better. Like instead of having to go to J Town, which I'm the president of, but we'd still have to have a meeting and it'd have board, to go yeah. through all this stuff. And everybody would have been on board, but regardless, I was like. Why don't you and I do it as you and I and Dell mm-hmm. with Disc Golf will buy the baskets and we'll go from there. So we decided to go that route. And uh, we've been plugging away at it, been out there all year long, designing, redesigning and kind of figuring out the best situation for out there. And we landed on it. And now it's kind of 99.9% official. Like the baskets are all in, concrete tees are all in. We are working with Jason Poole for graphics for T-signs that are going to match the Delwood T-signs and match the Highland T-signs because he did Mm. those both. So, you know, that cohesiveness to me, and I think a lot of people is really important. So I'm really stoked on that. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, Eric Swan, shout out to Eric Swan. He did the Highland Park logo when we redid the T signs at Highland. It was the one that's kind of like a representative of 
whole 15, whole six with like the steps in the the logo with the trees on each side oh, and the, yeah, and the yeah. basket in the middle. So he is going to be working on a new logo for Great. Haynes. Oh, that's so awesome. To put on the T signs as well. So really excited for that. And uh, the, I mean, the best part of it is the 180 that I have seen with the park district. So in, in typical fashion, when we first met with them, there were some you know, guys that had been working for the park district for a long time. And you could just kind of tell they were looking at the ground and like him and Han at like yep. all the stuff that needed to get done. And, you know, of course they're willing to do it. It's their jobs, but it's not exactly the thing that they're excited about. They're not fired up about they're it. They're not fired mm-hmm. up about it. Right. <laughs> so, but, uh, Ken, Ken Stevens, 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 Swinney, Swinney. Um, Swanson. yeah, Swanson, uh, Swanson, Swim, Swami, Slippy, Slappy, Swimming, Salmon, Simmon, Swanson, Swanson. Maybe it's on the briefcase. Look on the. Oh yeah, it's right here. Samsonite. I was way off. He's the way boots off. on the ground there, <laughs> and he is the one that I've seen do a total 180. And I met with him this morning to drop off all of the number plates. Because of the design, it's very necessary. Yeah. I didn't think of that when I got the baskets and then I, you know, ordered them and we got them. So I dropped them off to him this morning and Sheila can attest, he, he was just so excited about it. I gave him a box of number plates and he was like, sweet, they're all here and I'm going to put them up. And cool. I already printed out everything from oh, so cool. U-Disc and he knew what that was. Oh, wow. Yeah, so, and he had mentioned that he was like, wow, I didn't realize how, how that all worked out. And he was just really excited about how there was different layouts within U-Disc and mm-hmm. just... That to me is the best part. We could. So, did he stumble across UDisc on his own? He and I had talked about it. Okay, but I had never specifically said to him, "Hey, go to UDisc.com, check it out. Yeah, this yeah, is what yeah. I'm doing." Um, I had just mentioned it in conversation. So, I've never um, read the reviews for Haynes on UDisc, but I was wondering what they were like and mm-hmm. what his reaction to seeing those reviews would have been like. Yeah. So uh, he was just really excited about it. That's my favorite part is that I watched this guy go from like, all right, yeah, whatever. We're going to put some bullshit on the ground to excited. being excited to put number place on and, and see the change happen. So really, really cool. Great. Really excited for that project. And I played a little bit as, did you guys know that I played disc golf or sometimes I do. I've seen it a couple, like, you know, once every six months or something like that. Yeah. I thought that was Photoshop. So I played How many a rounds that you played this year. Total full 18. Give me, give me one round per week. And that's probably accurate. Hmm. 50 <laughs> rounds? Those rounds per week. How many would baby bird Marborowski? Unfortunately, like only two or so. <laughs> yeah. Because it never, because more. he's always in the shop yeah, when I'm right. off. It, yeah, like point. that's the conflict that we run into. But recently we played together. <laughs> When the uh, Mindbenders, shout out to Dismania, came out, me and Baby Bird went out and played with the Mindbenders, the Froggy Boys. Mm. So that was part one, Haynes Wayside Park. Really excited about it. Part two. Whichever one's more exciting, I'm going to keep, and the other one I'm going to cut. No, you're not. Yeah. Don't you Uh dare. Go ahead. Don't you dare. Go ahead. Uh, Chicken Mahal, I am officially calling it Chicken Mahal. I've had, uh, I've been putting in a lot of time on the outdoor Uh, chicken coop. Got it. Outdoor chicken coop. I'm going to show Megan when we're done here, when we take a break. I can't wait. So these these chickens are going to have a very serious homestead here shortly. Luxury. Yes. Yeah. Oh, for a chicken? I, I mean, yeah. talk about penthouse. So, I mean... <laughs> right, you got to love chicks in the Ryan, penthouse. Ryan, <laughs> I think by now most people know Ryan is a very, very handy guy. He is... Handsy. Handsy yes. and handy. Yeah. 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 Loves an old-fashioned. Uh, and I've always... <laughs> I've always been very envious of how easy 
things are like that for him. So today it was kind of like, all right, I've got the time. We're building the nesting boxes today, totally from scratch. Uh, looked at a couple photos online, but like it was kind of like, I can do this. I've been around Ryan enough. He's taught mm-hmm. me enough that I can make mm-hmm. this happen. I felt like Ron Swanson saying, I'm really proud of you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he gave me a hug. I did. We hugged. It I was hugged. adorable. Yeah. He gave me a hug. Yeah. Oh, I wish we would have yeah. caught that moment. Uh, so put in some time and built those nesting boxes today, and they turned out great. They look awesome. Yeah. Really excited about them. Fired up to get those chickens in there and, and get that going before it gets too cold outside. Yeah. Now you've got the some pressure. You gotta, yeah, you know, get that's the deadline quick. is like the, uh, you know, snow, frost. I don't want to hold up this segment too long, but after I asked you how many rounds you'd played this year, I wanted to hear from everybody. So speed yes, round. Definitely. Ryan, how many rounds you played this year? If you don't count Sandy Point, probably 10. You got to count Sandy Point because that gives yeah. us the ones. Who, that's what averages us. All out. right. So 20, 25 to 30, maybe at most. It's terrible. Steve. Say somewhere honestly between like thirty and forty, and between those not being tournament or league rounds, like four. Yeah, right. Bad. Right. Jason, goose egg, chicken egg, bagel, baker, baker's dozen, thirteen, thirteen. Yeah, (laughs) zero. I think I've played maximum fifteen rounds, like like once a month. I've had a few months where I played like twice or three times, and then months like stretches where it's been nothing for a few months. Oh, I don't play in January and February. To piggyback off that. So I'm going to get merch on Sunday at uh, at Cash Days. I'm going to get destroyed. You know Cash Days. It's going to be a game changer for everybody. Like you're probably mm-hmm. going to do much better at cash days because you know cash days. I played MA3 hoping to take home some money. So You will take home some money and probably some hardware. We'll see. Ooh, yeah. I need some hardware. Yeah, boy. I'm getting sad with all my little sad second and third place MA3 trophies. <laughs> I want to at least have one first place tro- uh, MA3 trophy. want to piggyback off your question. So put everything aside, like no responsibilities at all, no chicken coops, no job, no nothing. Yeah. How many rounds do you think would be the perfect amount to play each year? Ooh, that's a great question. No responsibility. Great question. If I played twice a week, that's what I was going to say. I would be stoked. Yeah. I'd love a midweek round and a weekend round. Mm-hmm. I hang out with Troy Berzawa just about every day. He's at the course and he plays every day. And he's, I would say on average, it's like two and a half to three rounds per day, 27 holes every um, single day. I hope, what? I know that it won't ever happen. It would be cool to experience what that is like. Like there's a dude from you Wisconsin. You gotta work up to that though. Yeah. You can't just say, I'm right. gonna start playing three I don't know his day. name, but I know that he exists. There's a guy in Wisconsin yeah, that plays played every single day. Every day for like 3,000 yeah. whatever days. Many, mm-hmm. many days. Nine years or something. It was like negative 30, 40 wind chill when he was out there playing. Yeah. Yeah. I could be wrong. I think I read he like caught COVID and still played to keep the streak alive too. Nice. Wow. Like all I, I, that. He yeah. must have because it's still going. Yeah. yeah. I would like to know what that feels like. Probably won't happen, but I've like I'd love that. You know, Troy's single. He doesn't have any. You know, right, his, his right. son is grown. He doesn't have any responsibilities. He's retired. He gets to do that every day, and I think it's really cool. It just doesn't fit my current lifestyle, but right. it's still dope. Hold on, I do have a fired up. Go. So edit this part out and edit out earlier when I said I didn't, and throw it to me. Don't tell me what to do, Jason. What are you fired up about? Uh, you will see later on, there is something that I brought with me tonight that's going to end up on the table in front of us later. We're finally going to see Jason's Ooh, penis. Yep. <laughs> He's going to have to get real close to this table. Yeah. <laughs> just, just the tip. No, yeah. I brought a little something somethings because it's spooky season. Ooh. And we're going to have some fun later. If you guys aren't chicken about Ouija it. board? It might be a Ouija board. Whoa, I've never done that before. We'll Ooh, see. Let's talk to Robert. Yeah. Let's I talk to Robert. See. 
I'm looking at like Megan and Sheila right now, yeah. and they're just like, "Stop the podcast! No, no, no. We've, we have yeah. enough Ouija board for the next yeah. six hours." Every time I go upstairs <laughs> in your house done. by myself, I feel like I'm just gonna run into him. So I feel like there's a Ouija board about six feet behind me, right? Like if I turn around, I will see a Ouija board, right? Oh yeah, yeah, right, yeah, <laughs> yeah. The mouse pad. Oh, yeah. I can see it from here. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. And this isn't one that I bought last week. This thing is like older than us. Great. Oh, hold up. It was a Ouija board. Uh huh. Oh. oh. Yep. yep. Shit. Yep. We're gonna talk yep. to Robert. Yep. Uh, Steve, do you know Josh Delucio? You know Josh Delucio. Yeah. 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 His wife is related to the former owner of my home. Little nugget. That's nuts. Yeah. It's crazy how like small world stuff like that happens. Like we moved into our townhouse about three years ago and our neighbor is related to Megan. Like oh. family, like family related. Weird. Like we're like marriage related. Yeah. And we were talking and like they were just, you know, talking for a couple minutes. They both looked at each other. And I saw where they both locked eyes. And I thought it was one of those to where like, oh, we met before one time, but they went yeah. next level. And they were like, we have the same crocheted baby Yoda by grandma, don't we? <laughs> and I really thought I was going to burn the house down that day yeah. and start over. But yeah, no, right. those are the coolest guys. That's it's, yeah, it's not how like small yeah. world stuff yeah. happens yeah, like that. Really well. mm, exciting stuff. So then I will toss it back to you. Here it comes. No. Pew! Hey, hey, Alex. Alex. Yeah. What's the, what's the next segment? Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> what are you fired up about? Thank you. I was going to shoehorn it myself if nobody asked. <laughs> um, fired up about our house. We are. Yeah, uh, you bought a house. Yeah, I know. We talked well, about we it last time. It. Like, it's becoming house. a house. It's becoming a home now. Oh. And the thing that I'll specifically talk about is the garage floor. So we got the three-part epoxy flooring done on the garage floor. Big shout out to George Maltziniotis, longest last name that I know. Donnie's um, boyfriend. Yes. Mm-hmm. I love how you could say his last name right, but like you couldn't even get three syllables right for my last name. Yeah. <laughs> Yours could be said so many different ways. And I like to pride myself on when I see well, a, a, a yeah. last yeah. name that's probably pronounced differently. Like I love well, Yeah, George the is just unpronounceable. Oh, yeah. When, when somebody start. goes, Oh, you no, nailed it, I'm like yeah. just jerking off. I'm like, Yes, I got it again. <laughs> yeah. So when I said Rakin, I thought I was like Alley-oop, here we go. Oh, yeah, when I and said Rashawn back laughed. in the day, I was yeah. like, oh, I nailed it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> didn't nail it. Literally, everybody laughed when I said Raken, and then I think you said, wow, I've never heard that way. Like, <laughs> never has somebody been more wrong than bum, you. Bum, bum. <laughs> Anyways, uh, the garage floor looks sick. It makes me happy every time I see it. Um, George did amazing work. Um, extremely professional. Like, I'm so, I consider doing a DIY to save some money, and that's mm-hmm. that would have been a terrible nah. idea. Couple of years down the would road, it would have started coming. Uh, it would, oh yeah, you know, been terrible. It'd yeah. be finished in twenty twenty seven. It would have well. taken me a while. It would have looked shitty, and a couple of years from now, I would have to redo it. So yeah. instead, I got a professional, and he knocked it out very quick. Charged a really reasonable rate. Like I'm sure he took care of me because he's awesome. But um, it just makes me happy every time I go in the garage. Ten times a day with no reason other than just go walk around in there. That's awesome. No socks or shoes. It's so clean. Like the garage floor just doesn't get dirty because. Hmm. Like part of the cement is just gets dusty. Yeah. Um, so like loving that. And I just wanted to shout him out and, and say to any listener, if you're considering, you know, beautifying your garage and helping to preserve the, that floor, or like an unfinished basement floor or anything. Yeah. Like whatever. Yeah. 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 Literally just makes it so much nicer. It's cleaner and it will make you so happy. Holler at George. If you're interested, That's you know, him I mean. and Donnie are really good buddies. Mm-hmm. You were telling me about that. Yeah. yeah. It's really another small, small world. Well, he did Donnie's garage floor mm-hmm. and they met and then they fell in love and now they're best yeah. buds. And now I get to hear all the fun Greek stories of mm-hmm. when Donnie goes in details at 
the place where all of them share business space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have a, a little bro crush on George. He's so cool. He's, He's cool good, guy. dude. Uh, it's good to see him again. Like, I don't think I've seen him since yeah, 20, yeah. gosh, like. I saw him just 15, before Clash 16, this year. He something came like out. that. And yeah. he's really come back on the scene this year. It's mm-hmm. been mm-hmm. been refreshing to see him. Yeah. As as great as George is at doing garage floors, he's equally terrible at Rocket League. It's <laughs> it's a lot of fun to play with him. He's not so as bad as I am. I can If you like it. playing Rocket League, that's an easy target. Send George a friend request on Xbox and just get those W's. They taste delicious. I've <laughs> never played Rocket League. It's not dumb. It's dumb either. fun. It's so good. Yeah, it's dumb it seems fun. fun. So Alex, spitball segment for next year. You've had Andy O'Day help you get the house. You've yes. had George do the the garage floor, yep. right? You're probably gonna have Jimmy Mac paint the walls at some point. I feel mm. like every right. week you're gonna come up with a new disc offer, doing a new project at your new house. A, I like that the business goes to people in our community, and I love like get them more business. Like mm-hmm. oh, when so, I yeah. posted on Facebook that George had done the floor in the comments, <laughs> he got I think two or three more jobs. Just oh, that's from awesome! People going like that looks great. Let me talk to George. Well, then that's a wrap on Fired Up, which is a long one, but a lot of good, nice stuff in there. That's what she said. Some dogs. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so that means it's time for us to get to the old Callahallander Rundown. Yes, sir. The Callahallander Rundown Fall Edition. Delwood After Dark. By the time you hear this, we will be halfway through that league already. We wow. Wow. We'll have already done it four times. I'm only doing eight weeks. Uh, so get your butts out for that. When? Uh, Wednesdays. We do uh, at. signups at six and we tee off at seven every Wednesday until Black Wednesday, November 23rd. And you have to get, there's like a limit, right? So here's the thing. I say that there's a limit of 72 because I'd rather not do more than foursomes on 18 holes. Right. But then inevitably, like the first two weeks, we had late stragglers. And Somebody sweet talks them and he caves and I would every never, time. In a million years, you know, not let someone play a league that I'm putting on. So mm-hmm. there are extra spots. But get there on time, so it's easier for me to figure out. Uh, it's an eight-point week, like I said. Four points for first, three points for second, two points for third, and one point for showing up. Trophies for top three in each division at the end of the series. We do have, everybody asks every week, we do have glow tape. We do have flashlights for sale. All you have to do is show up with your regular bag. You don't even gl- need glow discs. If um, you did want to buy glow discs, though. I was going to sure, say, you guys, I mean, I where have could many you get of them. them. Yeah. Yes. Maybe I might see you there next week. I'm only half an hour away now. Yeah, I can't. Exactly. I can't believe you you have not been there yet. Me neither. I freaking love love, Glow. I love Glow. Yes. And Delwood's okay. Uh, Next up (laughs) on the calendar rundown, (laughs) the homie Jeff Coors from Indiana. So he asked me to mention this in the Calendar Rundown. He does have quite a few spots left for the I-94 Ryder Cup that is happening on November 13th in Maryville. It is now just a one-day event only in Maryville. Oh, I think he was trying to do a yeah. two-day thing before. Yeah. Hasn't seen many signups, but the concept is fantastic. Love the concept. Right? So uh, if you're into that as much as we are, please go check that out on Disc Golf. It's scene. Illinois versus Not- Indiana. Yeah, Tom, absolutely. So yeah. The, the one thing is you have to hang out with Indiana people, which, you know. Right. It's like it like the whole like rock versus buzz battle, but now it's like roads you can drive on and roads you can't drive on battle. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> That's so good. Uh-huh. And not last, up next on the Kelly Hallander rundown is the Delis. Woo! Alex couldn't believe that it wasn't my fired up. It's not my yeah. fired up because I almost we are made it my fired up. <laughs> talking about it now. It is on Friday, November 4th. We are bringing back our end of the year party award show. It is going to be awesome. Quite a few more people have signed up this week. Really excited to see those numbers nice. get up there. People are always hesitant. I don't know why. This is a fun time with all the same people that you hang out with all the time. 
please come out for this with your sign up. You get two drink tickets. You get dinner from Sammy's Links and Drinks. Oh, they're doing yeah. But it's not their normal. It is like, like dude. They go hard and it's all kinds of my favorite the thing is and- snacks. It's just like finger foods and snacks and everything. Oh, you just load up the plate so multiple times. Yeah. It's incredible. Of course, Tuan, Anthony Tuan Rodriguez will be there. Maybe that's what's scary people away. the hell out of everybody. That it's could be. My favorite part. Yeah. Because Tuan's hilarious. And then you give him the spotlight and he turns it up a notch. Yeah. It's hysterical. Um, I would and- be afraid to sit up front. At the delis. I don't want to be. We'll put you right up front. Don't I don't want to be targeted by Tuan. <laughs> we'll put you right up front. Uh, and then also we're giving uh, Delis swag bag. That's going to be yeah. full of all kinds of Delis goodies. Correct. So please get your butts on discgolfscene.com and get signed up for that. It is a great time. I think we have like maybe 40 more spots or something like that left. I'd really love to fill it and get 150 people there. So uh-huh. last but not least is Ugly Sweater 3. At also at Trinity, December 3rd and 4th. Signups for that are going to be going live the Friday after the delis, Friday, November 11th. Alex, do you have a question? Can we, when is 11th hour? Steve, hit us with the 11th hour information. Uh, 11th hour, we move to Sunday, November 20th. It's going to be a one day, two round at Trinity as well. We're in Trinity at the end of the year a bunch. Uh, yes. Registration is already live. So whenever this is posted, you can jump on. Hopefully there's some spots left and, uh, yeah, we're going low entry fee, no player pack, you know, like 20 bucks for the girls, 30 bucks for everyone else to come play. Just Sick. get, you know, one last chance to get a rated round or points Ram Worlds or just play Trinity. If you want to play Trinity in the snow. I think yeah. I'm going to have to do that. Side note to the Callahallander rundown. I am going to, going to convince Ryan, probably Thor. Already know. But go ahead. To play the Smooth Series next year in Am40 because I'm finally eligible for Am40 oh, wow. next year. Ooh, Wow. So that the group of guys that goes out and plays M40 is a fun group. We got Petey Wilson, you got Vern Manning, you got Shannon Berryhill, Phil Ash, Phil Ash. There's a lot of Guz. Yes. So I'd really love to see it. It'd be too tough for us to run as you know, now Steve, like, playing your own event is mm-hmm. it's impossible yeah it only, so, there's only one Dan Schlitter out there and he's doing <laughs> exactly, one I know that can exactly I still don't yeah. know how he even does it yeah yeah, yeah. he's like I so, only average 10 40 this weekend but yeah. you know yeah yeah so smooth series next year I'm coming for him I see what that's you're doing. great okay. hell yeah we'd love that that'd be a ton of fun so that is the plan as of right now I'm gonna make Ryan do it nah. he's making faces but he's gonna do it nah I'm gonna beat him up so that's it that's great I did uh one smooth event this year at Delwood rolled my ankle and I had to leave very early into the start of the second round. But the swag, the the players pack, God, I love it definitely. so much. I'll definitely be doing more smooth events next year. Mm-hmm. Thanks, man. Hmm. The Calendar Rundown no longer brought to us by anything. <gasps> well, it's unofficially brought to us by DiscGolfScene.com. Come on, come on, Pete. Pete. Pete, when are you going to come on? <laughs> <laughs> starting to run its we course. know you're listening <laughs> dude, uh, he emails us every other day He's right like, yeah. i wanted to give it some time now that your event a few days has passed <laughs> how can we better support you on disc golf scene it's like you can sponsor the he's Hammond not coming rundown. on because i've never responded to his feedback email i just delete it like an asshole oh i, yeah. I always respond to that i'm always like pete you're doing everything is everything's the, great everything's perfect i don't have Thank any you. feedback because yeah. it was great 
Do you also get those emails from a certain individual and shop from Nevada that emails you every, every single, single event? And they're yep. like, we would love to help your event out. Yep. And it's like, I have blocked oh, the email. I've deleted yeah. the email. He has found new ways to find me and talk to me <laughs> and offer what he has to offer. I mean, he's hustling, I guess. Yeah, good for him. Yeah, just delete him. Well, that's a wrap on the Callahanlander rundown. And that means it's time that we hear from our sponsors. Right? When should we do it? Hey guys, it's Andy O'Day, AO of the Mortgage Pro, here to help with all your mortgage needs. I work with over 15 different lenders, so whether you're looking to buy a home or refinance, if you got perfect credit or even not so perfect credit, I will find a product and the interest rate that fits you best. We can do all the normal conventional FHA, USDA, and VA loans, but we have cool products like no income loans, investment loans, even renovation loans. As always, if you mention Unstable Discourse, you'll get a choice, either a free appraisal credit up to $500 or a travel basket. Shoot me a message and we can get this conversation started. Also, listen to my podcast, Amortize This. You'll learn more about the industry, my team, and our amazing guests. You guys can find me on all social media platforms at AO The Mortgage Pro and check out my website, AOTheMortgagePro.com. Hey, Disc Golf family, it's Andrew Weary with Redemption Disposal and Recycling. If you need a dumpster, we are your go-to local contact. Are you getting a new roof, remodeling your house, or doing some landscaping? Maybe you're just looking to get rid of the old junk to make room for your new hyzer racks and disc golf gear. Redemption Disposal's standard-sized dumpsters are large enough for most jobs. The 15-yard dump trailers are on regular tires and hauled by standard pickup trucks, helping avoid any damage to surfaces, allowing for tight maneuvering, and the compact style helps minimize any inconvenience to homeowners. Our convenient and speedy service is unmatched, all at a competitive price. You can find us on Facebook at Redemption Disposal or email admin at redemptiondisposal.com. We look forward to helping you out with your future projects, but until then, we'll see you out on the course. Caring for your loved ones starts with caring for yourself. Calm your mind. Relax your body. Release your stress. Book your next massage at Luxor Escape. Exhale the past. Inhale your future. Listen to Unstable Discourse on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, or write from unstablediscourse.com. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, or subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you have the time, leave us a rating and review, or just tell a friend. It helps the podcast get to more listeners. And we're back. Back from the break. Thank you to our sponsors. We love them so much. Yeah. Before we get to the meat and potatoes of this episode, we've got some very quick little segment. We're going we're gonna to call it the it's Hot, not, boy, hot not, boy segment. It's not meat and potatoes. <gasps> Before we get to the bangers and mash. Jesus. You almost Sorry. put a hex on the whole yeah. damn thing. <laughs> I almost put a hex on the whole damn thing. For two and a half hours hoping I yeah, get away with just, the whole bangers and mash. Can we talk about what just took place and right before yeah, Ryan, started what, what, we, what just here? happened? Don't worry about it. Don't Ryan almost know. lost Seamless. the entire episode. No, my computer decided to restart, but I had set it up so that I did not lose the entire episode. You're welcome. Hmm? Like there are two current Ouija boards within six feet away from me, uh-huh. and yes. the look uh-huh. in Ryan's eyes was scarier than either of those. Mm-hmm. Yes. His, his voice got very quiet. It was a very serious moment. We all thought that everything we recorded for the last hour and a half or whatever has was gone, uh, but Ryan just likes to put on a show. I saved it. It's back. We're yeah. good. We're Gucci. What does that mean again? God, I love that. Gucci. John Gucci-man. Uh, yes, before we get to the bangers and mash, we're going to do a little hot boy segment. Again, this is from... Uh, Mitch DePiro's R Hot Sauce. 
Sean, what are you going to put this it's hot sauce on? It's not our hot sauce. It's Arr, his hot sauce. Yeah, it's put his it hot on sauce. a zebra cake. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm going to have a hot a sauce cake. on a zebra cake. If you guys don't know what a zebra cake is, I want you to pause the podcast right now and look up zebra cake. Get a good visual yeah. of this. Yeah. You've mm-hmm. had one. You just don't know it. Yes. Yeah. It's, like a, it's like a little Debbie kind of uh, mm-hmm. cupcake type treat, basically. But these are different. These are rolls. Yes. Zebra cakes are like those little. Right. So it's closer to a ho ho. Yeah. ASMR yes. version of opening a zebra cake. Oh, yeah, that'll stay in. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Ooh. Oh, he's right down the middle, right down oh, the chute. Wow. Right, right in the little hole of the oh, zebra wow. cake. Here we go. One bite. Everybody knows the rules. Wow, trademark. Spicy. Spicy is a good start for hot sauce. What was it again? Green apple? Green apple flavor. Yeah. It's good. He looks like he means that. It's good. The tone says you mm-hmm. might be lying, but... Maybe because it's on a zebra cake, but it is good. Let me let me get a little dab. Not the zebra cake. I just want to put some on my little fingy. Oh, don't do that. Yeah. Why? Don't call it a fingy. Don't please. call it a fingy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's terrible. Sorry. That Damn. Minutes. No, that's really good. That's good. It's hot. Instant apple. <laughs> yeah. You get the apple. I mean, it does. You, know, there's, you do there's get apple. definitely apple flavor. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, that's nice. Yeah. Try some. Yeah. Anybody else mm-hmm. want to try? I'm good. Huh? Well done, Mitch. Good. If anybody wants any of this hot sauce, you're gonna have to deal with Mitch. So no. So think about it yeah. careful. Yeah. But how would you say it? as a current consumer that it would be worth having to deal with Mitch in order to get <laughs> that hot sauce? It's like a zero sum game kind uh, of right. Yeah. Like the no, but honestly, 100. <laughs> percent um, I'm not a connoisseur, but I mm-hmm. like to have a variety of different hot sauces in my fridge. Sure. I'm happy to have this and like show people when they come. Anybody else who's into hot sauce, I'll be excited for them to try this. Sean just shoved the entire rest of the zebra cake into his mouth hmm. and a shrug of the shoulders. And he'll be back in 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. And that's a wrap on the hot boy segment. And that means it's time to touch the mic. To a touch bit the microphone and get into the bangers and mash with Steve Ratchet. Yeah, so uh, half the time we do this, we have a name for the episode before we get here. Right. The other half, it just happens organically. Yeah, that's like going to be the conversation. It's going to that this is one of those episodes. Perfect. So you'll find out the name of this episode when we're done recording. Right. All right. We had a lot of things we wanted to talk to you about, and I think there's a lot of things. No, that- no, 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 no. He's got to say bangers and mash. <gasps> oh, yeah. I've forgotten all the traditions. With the British accent. Yeah, before we start, Steve, can you give us your best bangers and mash in a British accent? I'm going to call an audible here. Megan, I need you to come in and give us your best bangers and mash. That seems appropriate. You live you lived overseas for a summer. You can do it. It's going to be too good. Okay. You called vitamins vitamins Jump on the mic. for a year. Come on over. We you need you. Vitamins, right. So, like, yeah, you got to get right up on the mic. Oh, I know it. Just in, like your best I'm Peaky Blinders. I'm going to do it. And my best Peaky Blinders yep. channel, Tommy Shelby. Anybody watch uh, Peaky Blinders? Okay. I'm just saying bangers and mash. But you got to get right up on the mic. All right. Like right here? Yep. Okay. Bangers and mash. Whoa. Oh. See, that's what I was afraid of. It sounds too good. That was right? You can't even make fun of you for it. It was great, yeah. right? Yeah. Damn it. It was very good. I was watching Downton Abbey for right. a minute. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> mosh. That's what got you. Mosh. Yeah. Mosh. Damn. It was a mosh. <laughs> <laughs> the master mash. It was a bang. It was a bang. It was a mosh. <laughs> oh, that's fun. <laughs> All right. Now it's time to get into this convo. Uh, Steve of, again, Smooth, Briggs Street, so many different things. There's a million different places we could start this conversation from. Um, there's, <laughs> but there's one place Don't I think it dare. makes yes. The Don't one place dare. I really think it makes sense to Take start this there. conversation from is: Can you tell us about the first time Don't. you made love? Uh, 
Oh, that's not where I thought it was going. Oh, yeah. Continue. <laughs> I'm 100% serious. It was mere moments ago. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, go ahead. Oh, how, many, uh, <laughs> how many months pregnant are you? <laughs> that, no. It was 14 weeks ago. <laughs> wow, he's such a gentleman. He just will not kiss Don't his wife. Do nope. Classy, classy guy. All right. I tried. Um, I appreciate it. I was in the front seat of a minivan. My high school girlfriend on Christmas Eve. So that's one of my Ooh. favorite Christmases ever. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. yeah. I well, she was at a family party with us and I drove her back home to her parents' house. So yeah, you was, did. <laughs> yeah. This was <laughs> I don't I can't. How believe. cold was it in that van? Not that cold. Oh. No. <laughs> so you have been running events for a long time. You started playing probably a long time before that. I want to hear it. Steve's ask him, Steve, how'd, how'd you start playing disc golf? You want like the 60 second of bridge story? Yes. Yeah. I'll tie it into to some firing up. It'd be good. Or less. Go. Um, six <laughs> seconds or less. I uh, went to a summer camp. That summer camp spray painted numbers on trees. And uh, they just hand us a bunch of like random DX Frisbees. I think I had like a DX shark. And I was, I knew I was going to win that day because the shark is the best animal. Right. And, oh, and it, was, yeah. it was also <laughs> the day I witnessed my first uh, tree ace. Where someone threw their a trace, yeah, mm-hmm. their DX shark, and it hit the number on the tree, and we all thought that was the coolest thing of all time. Yeah, did you all give them five bucks? You know what? We no, no mm-hmm. idea about the fifty-one game yet. Mm-hmm. But you know, fast forwarding from that, went home, realized it was a thing. Uh, my brother and I were like, "All right, where's there?" You know, disc golf around us, and Google at the time gave us Haynes Westside nice. Park. So nice. technically, the first official wow. course I've ever played with baskets. It's is, coming full circle. Haynes, yeah. How completely appropriate. So, like, Love seeing it. everything that you're doing with Haynes is just like it's brought everything back to where, like, Mokina, the Oaks is like the course I learned on, the course I went to all the time. But Haynes was technically the first place I'd ever played with real baskets, and real tee pads. And well, not real tee pads. Those just got here a couple weeks ago. You had, you had gravel. True. But yes, it was better than like. Orange cones yeah. at summer camp. <laughs> was Alex mm-hmm. Seminary a counselor at your summer camp? We did and have we, did, we did had an actual disc golf course at my summer camp. Oh God, could you if imagine you if we hit, found out right now? Do what if there was like a picture of us at the summer Whoa. camp? Did you drive you? Steve home in a minivan from right. a family party? <laughs> Speaking of coming full circle. <laughs> there it is there it is (laughs) he got it he got it Uh, yeah so yeah i guess long story short it was like throwing at trees fouled like going to hanes and then uh we found out about the oaks and you know at the time no disrespect to hanes but if you go to mokina and you go to Mm -hmm. hanes there's a clear obvious winner of which one you're gonna go to i thought the oaks was the nicest disc golf course in the state at Mm -hmm. the time when when i first discovered it we would all go are we gonna play west park which was like our favorite course or are we going to play Haynes because that's a, the quick 18? Or are we going to go to the fancy place? Are we going to the Oaks? Go like the that Taj was always, Mahal. You that's call the conversation like, we always had. Hole 13 was the fortress hole. You like all right. the names with stuff back yeah, then. Yeah, we called that yep. whole Disneyland. That was always like our favorite That's hole. awesome. Yeah. yeah, so I think I went there. We went We went inside the shop. And it was my, my brother and I. And they actually had the front desk. They would sell. Yeah. They, had they would sell Behind there. the glass. Yeah. Yeah. I remember yeah. that. And okay, yeah, yeah you know, DX this for eight bucks. It was like three for 25 or something. So I think it was like, I got a shark. My brother got a cheetah and my other buddy got whatever he got. And Mm -hmm. I remember I'm, you know, playing against my other brother and my other brother's never been competitive. 
And my entire life, I just always wanted to beat him at everything we did. Like, just, I don't know, like, you know, younger sibling, you know, totally. syndrome or whatever you want to call it. And we're playing the whole day and he's out driving me. And I'm like, there's no way that you were better than me at this. Yep. Like, I, I'm not going to believe it. And I was like, we need to switch this. Yeah. Like, it, there's no way that, you know, like, he my didn't shark even know, is being but he already started the, this doesn't it's make gotta sense. It's got to be the disc. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, so we switched and like instantly I threw like 50 feet further. And I was like, I was like, I told you, it was the disc the whole time. Mine was broken. And then that was actually hole 24 at the Oaks. And then, so the second time I threw his cheetah was hole 25 at the Oaks. And it was technically the first two I'd ever gotten on a hole, which if you've been there, that was like a par four with the course signs. You know, so I'm like, I just eagled this hole with a cheetah. There's a lot of animals going on here, but I feel pretty good about myself. I think I should go pro at some point, 11 years down the future. When you're that new to the game, you're like not paying attention to the rim or like the fact that there's different discs for different purposes. You're just like, the cheetah has got to be the, the best disc, right? Or like right. the beast. Oh my God. There's a disc called the beast. That's the best disc. Mm-hmm. Completely remember that. The beginner set, the, the end of a beginner set is actually what? Shark, cheetah, no shark, leopard, and mm-hmm. Probably AVR. 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 everything. Yeah. yeah. Totally irrelevant point. Good job. Mine went. So yeah, you were competitive from like day one. Mm-hmm. You're, I know this because I interviewed your folks and your mom and dad were talking about how competitive you were as a kid. Like even in basketball, in grade school, the coach would be like, Hey, we're here to learn fundamentals. Like we're just like one foot in front of the other. And you're like, coach, I can shoot threes. Like, let me just bust these threes. And you kept shooting threes. And the coach was like, yo, that's not what we're doing. right now." <laughs> <laughs> he was like, but I can do it. Where do you think that competitive like nature comes from? I don't know. Like it might like kind of what I was saying earlier, it might just stem by being like a younger brother, you know, and always having someone three years ahead of me and mm-hmm. like cast in the proof. shadow of, of, you know, cause my brother was really good at almost everything he did. And so kind of following his footsteps, I always was just like, like, how can I get better? How can I edge him out? And I think later on, I realized like the competitiveness, like I never cared to win. Like winning was never the end game. I hated to lose. So it was like whatever I could do to not lose to put me in that position, you know, is is like kind of like I've rationaled it over the years. That's such a real thing. Uh, some of the most successful people in whatever field you can look at any field like professional sports, whatever the top level. One of the consistent things you hear champions say is like Newman. I hated losing. Mm-hmm. I could not stand that. You probably got your friends into it at, at, at the, like because you wanted to beat everybody i'm guessing Mm -hmm. when did you start getting into tournaments and like what was that transition into like getting into the actual competitive scene like so we kind of had this like high school group of friends that would rotate there was like eight or nine of us that would all go play you know it's funny we we went to lawport as well both the went to the same high school sean i have to remind myself of that constantly that you went to lockport i always forget and then when i find out again i'm like oh that's right and and like nowadays it's like delwood is less than five minutes away from the high school and Trinity is six minutes away from the high school and Highlands 10 minutes away from the high school. And we had no idea any of that existed. Like Delwood wasn't in the ground yet, but like Trinity, no idea. And Highland, no idea. And so we would actually leave high school almost every day and drive to Mokina and play. And then over the years, we kind of had like this like band of friends that, you know, we're like eight, nine of us go play and it widowed down. Mm -hmm. And then at some point we were playing, one of my buddies saw old flyers to Jesse's, you know, friend of the podcast, uh, Devils League. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, we should we should go to this doubles league, right? And so a couple of them went, and they had a good time. And you know, you didn't go? I didn't go. I was just like, I don't know. Like I'm, you know, I've I have my three discs. I've got my my eagle and my orc, and they're tie dye, and they're really cool. And um, you know, <laughs> all you need I've got a buzz, but I don't know what to do with it. 
And they were like, they're like, no, you should really, you should really come to this league. And I was like, all right. So I'll come play. And so I went to, it was Highland. I think it was like 2012. This was. And so random draw doubles Wednesday night. I get partnered with Koobs, Kevin McCuba. Oh yeah. Nice. I show up with, I show up with three discs, an eagle and an orc and a buzz. And at that point, I've been putting with the orc because that's what you do. If wow. You be good. Yeah. And I'm like, well, if I'm going to join the leagues to be with the big boys, like I should probably putt with my my what I thought was a putter was a buzz. No idea. And I don't know how it happened, but somehow Kubas and I shot like 10 down that night and like one leagues. And I was like, OK, this is this is kind of fun. Mm-hmm. This is kind of cool. And like I didn't go back that that season. And then it was the next summer that really got me into it. Um, It was the you guys remember the vibrant birdie bashes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You yeah. read all those. Yeah. 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 We went to this birdie bash where they gave us two discs to play with. And I'm like, all right, I finally have my first official putter. And we played that. And that was a real fun time. I think like Kyle Greenfield and Andrew Nielsen <gasps> and Keith Qualchuk. We were all oh, playing yeah. together. Solid, solid people. Yeah. Yes. Shout out to Kyle Greenfield, by the way. He's in the Disc Golf Chicago Fantasy Football League. And he named his team name Alex's Dad's Nuts. <laughs> oh, shout out to Alex's dad's nuts. Oh, yeah, it's been a that. while. Huh. Thanks, Kyle. Good old case sleeve. Miss that guy. That's his uh, username, is case sleeve. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Like your story has had the fact that you only had three discs, you mentioned like five times now. And now part of your identity in the disc golf scene is like you have the craziest collection of discs. I think somebody asked about this in the mailbag, but just do you have a ballpark of how many discs you have today? Megan, what would you say? Somewhere between fifteen to twenty thousand, close to the twenty. Yeah, and I'm not lying. Yeah, somewhere around probably twenty. How are you storing them all? Our entire basement <laughs> is just completely flooded with uh, with discs right now. Was this so? You're, I know you're in, pretty involved, uh, Megan. By the way, I don't know if listeners could hear that. Yeah, Megan is like not a word of it. Very involved with the smooth series. Mm-hmm. Like when I when I went as a player. You ran all the players meetings like a pro, like you'd been doing it your whole life. Was your sort of introduction to the sport? Was it like making those racks? Was that like your first sort of connection? Uh, Yes. (laughs) Hi, everybody. No. So that was my very, very first connection to all of it was just seeing his collection downstairs. Like we moved into the townhouse and he's like, just so you know, I have a lot of Frisbees. And I'm like thinking, okay, whatever. He's got like some Frisbees, whatever. I know he plays a sport. He's been doing it for a decade. But then I saw how many there were. And we just kept bringing boxes after boxes into our townhouse. And I'm like, oh, so this is what you mean by Frisbees. And that was my introduction. We had not even gone on a course yet, mm. right? I just was making racks for these discs. And I I was, okay, we were sorting them. I was trying to organize them. I was doing it all by color. I didn't realize that there oh, were drivers no. and oh, putters no. and different companies and all of that stuff. So That's all right. Like, That's how I would have done it too. Yeah. <laughs> I still I said, do that. All the purples are here. All the reds are Good here. Good news, like, Steve. I organized everything by color. <laughs> oh, no. So now I, of course, like now I know much, much more. Sure. But like- And then it just kind of went from there. And then I didn't pick up a Frisbee until we went to um, Silver Cup. And it was last summer. And And had Steve put any pressure on you to like give it a shot or like, why did you decide you're going to give it a shot? So absolutely no pressure. He has always said, if Megan, if you never pick up a disc in your life, I will be just as happy as I am now. You know, it's, it would be cool, but you do not have to. That's how you get girls. You pretend like you don't care. And yeah. then <laughs> yep, works every time. We were actually, was it Rolling Ridge? Rolling Ridge, yeah. So we were at Rolling Ridge and it's, I don't know if, it, you've, if you've ever been there, but it's beautiful. Um, and it just feels like home. And we were just there. Steve was getting a practice round in and we were in the parking lot. I was like, screw it. I'm going to, I'm going to throw one of these. I'm like, Steve, give me one. 
give me the purple one. I'm like, give me one. <laughs> like, yeah, give me the pretty one. What's the prettiest one you have? And I threw it. And how many? I mean, I don't throw very far. I still don't. I threw it flat farther than I thought I was going to throw it. And I'm like, this isn't as Im- as impossible as I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. And so it kind of went from there. And then we started going. And then I started playing. But it was like August, like the stickiest, gross time to play. And yeah, that's kind of where I got started. Yeah, you so caught the bug there. I caught the bug. So how, what's the, the timeline like from that to smooth series being a thing? So let's see, that was August. Uh, yeah, like uh, July, August of last summer. So the whole idea of like smooth, like not even the name behind it, but the idea of it, like I've been wanting to do for a very long time, you know, probably even back in like 2016, 2017 of like, let's get this collection of events going and, you know, run just more than the one or two you do all year. And you know, well, you like, had been running tournaments at that in 2016-ish. Yeah. Yeah. So 20, I think it was 2015. Yeah. Okay. 2014, first league, 2015, first cash days was like the first event. Oddly enough, Clash as an A tier was the actual first PGA event I had ever run. <laughs> And we kind of like, that's a whole story, but we kind of like cheated the system to like get approved to run an A tier with a TD that has never run any event ever before under their eyes. And it just wow. happened to uh, work out. Yeah. You know, well, cheating the system. What the hell does that mean? How'd that work? Um, Pat Johnson was running uh first flight in the area. Oh yeah. And it was an AM only um, A tier. That was my first time I ever played at Delwood was that really, event. Yeah, man, back when that, that tree used to be on six A that you can like throw your disc and get lost in. Yes. Right bird like the Mando used to be. Yeah. Right. I love the the artwork on and I had the Colossus for that was like my main driver yeah. for a long time. So what was it like? He he'd already said, you know, he's done running that that event. And the at back then the way the submit, you know, A tier submission was brand new event or um, you know, are you renewing an event? And if we went through the brand new event system, they would have wanted us to run it as a B tier for a few years sure. and show progress and show we can do it and you know, kind of prove status. And then they would think about, you know, would it be an A tier or not? And we kind of just went in there and said, all right, so first flight. Is <clears throat> Hold now on, you said we, and you keep looking at Sean. Mm-hmm. So what's the what was the relationship like with that first clash? You said we went together. Mm-hmm. Did you go to Sean? Devil was already your thing like mm-hmm. that already existed. I want to know what the origin is between the relationship between you two. So this was pre-shop. The, yep. the original of it was pre-shop, yep. but post-course being put in. So course put in 2014, and it was around wintertime. 2016, like November, December. And like Sean sent me a message and he said, Hey, the part district really wants to like showcase the the course and run a really big event here. And like, what can we do? What are your ideas? And like, they want to throw money at it and they want to do this. And I was like, well, if that's the case, like, you know, at that time there was no, you know, really pro tour didn't really have its name yet. And national tours were just, you know, events that you couldn't really pick up an NT unless, you know, you're around forever. So back then, A tier were were you know pretty high standard. We said, "What? Why don't we just try to tackle an A tier?" Mm-hmm. So you had to shoot that three point right out of the gate. Yeah. yeah. So we're just like, "Why not?" <laughs> and so we shot some messages back and forth. And I even think we were like, we were going back at a chain, and we're like, "What do we name it?" And we're like, "Let's name yeah. it this or that or this or that." And like after like a few of those messages, we finally were like, "Clash of the Canyons." Yeah. The alliterations there. Was there ever another the prestigious there almost name yeah. for that event? I don't remember. Not that, yeah, not that mm. I remember. No, I think all of it was just kind of like there There was nothing that stood out. Yeah. And that was like one of the third or fourth things we'd come yeah. up with back and, that and was forth. The and one like, that was like, yeah, that, that, that's it. That was winter time. And we kind of all got together and we're like, all right, so here's what we're going to need to do. And and the nice part with it was the shop was going to open in April. Right. Right. And yep. class was going to be May, a month after the shop was Perfect. opening. 
So it was going to be kind of like an event as like not the grand opening, but right. like in the first month of the shop being open and show right. course in the case and strike that reverse it, you know, seeing what we can do there. I, at that point I had had zero tournament running experience. That was what I was really curious. He about. had tournament running experience. And of all the people that I knew that did, I felt the strongest bond with Steve of like, if there's anybody that I want to do this with, it's, it's him. And mm-hmm. surely with everything that he knows and everything that I'm going to learn through this, that will, will make it happen. So that makes a lot of sense. And yeah. don't call me Shirley. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Did, was there or was hey, there a Ryan Fancher in the picture yet? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So I, I mean, we say, were friends at that point, for sure. But I, I mean. We're friends? Oh, man. <laughs> but like the involvement that he has with stuff. For, I don't know. No, I wasn't involved really in the tournaments, but I was yeah. I was helping you guys with merch yeah. at that point. So it was still point, young in the career f- as far as my involvement goes. But yeah, I remember yeah. you getting the logos and sending them to me and doing all the shirts and polos and all that stuff. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. I think for me at that point, so the 2015 was the first time we had ever done anything together and we did shirts for cash days. Yeah, that's right. I've and done every one of them. 2016, uh, the second year of cash days is when you switched over and made the trophies for us. Yeah. I remember doing and, those. Yeah. And that, well, that was like the dollar bill design. Yeah. The, right? the acrylic Iconic. dollar bills. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Iconic. yeah. Which, uh-huh. you know, we all know Ryan's a wizard at that point, but like my creative skills are like a negative four out of 10 on any scale. And I opened up some word doc or maybe even paint at that point. <laughs> and I, I uh, you know, grabbed a, a Google image of a dollar bill and I threw it on to whatever I was using. And I just snipped artwork on top of it. I was like, all right, I want mosquitoes where the the money uh, is. Cause you know, back then oh, yeah. Trinity was just a pure swamp land and mosquitoes 24 seven. And I was mm-hmm. like, take out George Washington and throw a basket in and you know maybe one or two ideas and i looked at it it really looked like a ransom note you know like you like whatever i sent ryan it, i mean it looked like a three-year-old had accidentally clicked keyboards and then hit send and like every other concept that i was gonna say ryan you get that yeah. all the time don't you sharpies on napkins all the time mm-hmm. and that design i we're actually we're redoing that design for this year you know so we're that's the first time we've brought one back and i think oh cool out of all of the amazing trophies you made for us, like that's one of the my favorites that you, mm-hmm. you've come up with. Yeah, that was right after I'd gotten my first laser engraver, and so that was like the test. Mm-hmm. That was one of the tests, and they they came out great. Yeah, and there's so much history right here. I'm I'm loving this. Like knowing that Ryan helped do the logo was Cash Days your first tournament? Yeah. So he did the logo or trophies or what? Both. Mm-hmm. I even it was when I was looking back old media that like we have shared between like our you know our uh, Facebook. Messenger. Oh, sure. Messenger. And yeah. if I scroll back long enough, there's even like drafts of what the cash days logo like used to be. And it was like money so fanned cool. out. Yeah. 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 I like remember we you were... sending me clip art and like, here, let's try this. Like, nah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and now from cash days, you've, you've gone, you've evolved in so many different ways. Now you have a smooth series mm-hmm. and Ryan helped with the logo and the artwork there too, right? Yeah. You know, that was, that was one of those to where, you know, as everything was kind of falling together, I'm like, I I have no idea for for a logo or anything. And you didn't even have like the ransom note to share with them. Like- oh no, there was ransom note that I don't even think I want to even discuss or share. I think <laughs> I came up with like, remember back in sixth grade or, or middle school, you would write like the 3ds. Oh with, like, no, the six lines. Like I literally <laughs> did that and oh, did no. chain links around it. And Ryan was so nice. Like I opened up this like chicken scratch notebook. I'm like, here's my idea. He's like, okay. 
okay, if, if we have time later today, I think we should really look at that, but let's see what we can do here. <laughs> and you're so tactful about that. I know Wizard. that I, I've yeah. seen emails. Per my previous email. Yeah. You, I've seen emails that I've seen emails where I'm like, I know how you're responding in real life. And the response that comes back on email is like, so kind. I'm really good at being yeah. a jag off nicely. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> but I want to say, I mean, what was it? Maybe in 10 minutes. You yeah, you guys actually, to- we we had a basement session. Usually it's just me and Sean and Sheila having basement sessions, but you and uh, Megan came down and we threw a bunch of stuff at the computer and stuff something, came back out. Something came out. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, um, it was maybe 10 minutes of just working around and, you know, I, I had no experience with, with Photoshop or Adobe Illustrator and what mm-hmm. you were using. And I mean, it you were hotkeying and mousing and moving around and zooming in it's and zooming crazy out and clicking watching together. Do and and yeah. I was just sitting there, you know, jaw on the floor. And he popped it up and he's like, eh, yeah, this, what do you think this could work? I and I was it's like, all right. well, it's the greatest thing ever. Like, so for listeners this. who haven't seen it, what is the logo? So it's a large, smooth font and the, the two O's are kind of connected together, almost as like a chain link. Yep. Uh, you made a, a great analogy to it earlier in the summer. Uh, it, it's kind of like a bonding between Megan and I, um, you know, oh, running this together. Barf. <laughs> well, I assumed that's what it was. After mm-hmm. I saw how you two work together, I was like, it must mean... It's like the the bond between Megan and Steve uh, who are running these events. Because Steve is the smo and Megan is the ooth, <laughs> right? Okay. And then when I found out, it was just it was just what Ryan Smo-ed came up with, ooth. and then yeah. it's like the the meaning kind of you know comes later, but it fits so nicely. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, that's adorable. It's adorable. Never thought of it, but no, totally. And even, you know, the backtrack on that. So pre-clash days, you know, there was always this goal or idea or dream of, you know, let's get some type of actual name to something. Like mm-hmm. Cash Days is cool and Brook Street's cool and this is, you know, but there's no sure. real like umbrella umbrella <laughs> to, to put it together. Mm-hmm. And for years I had nothing. And it was actually like Ryan Aquino that kind of helped me on another friend of the show, friend of the show, full circle moment. Number five today, Clash five. I was able to play mm-hmm. and yep. the final round Vern was doing a uh, disc for our card and nice. he filmed the very last hole of the day and threw it up somewhere on Facebook and Ryan Aquino just goes smooth. One word. That was the comment. And I looked at that and it was like every puzzle piece fit together there for me. Mm, and I was like, I have cool. the missing link now. Like now I know kind of where to take this. And at the time it was one of those to where as a player, that's something I would hear a lot after I would I would throw or play sure. like, oh, smooth throw, th- smooth form, smooth this, smooth that. And so it kind of all connected. And I said, OK, we'll go with this. And then it almost kind of took like a life form on, you know, running the events is that we would have people that I had no idea who they were. And they would come up and they're like, oh, we heard that you named your event smooth because of this or because of that. Like because mm-hmm. you get everything out on time, because there's no hiccups because you come up with layups. You're like, you sure, know, yeah. That's they don't that have works. backups. Yeah, that's correct. Mm-hmm. And they like just kept throwing more and more at us. And I was like, Yeah, yeah, sure. That's totally, totally working. <laughs> that's you got it. You know it. You know. And so you know. And then at the end of the event, a lot of people come and say, Hey, you know, thanks for putting on a good show. And it was really smooth. And like they wouldn't mean it. And they're like, yeah. Oh, pun not intended. And then it kind of turned into like pun intended. During the break, Jason mentioned that uh, there's a like a a man's. Um, grooming brand that was interested in sponsoring the show called ballsy is that what it's called mm -hmm. for a a brand called smooth a bunch of events called smooth you need to reach out to these guys sponsored by ballsy smooth balls smooth come on we gotta do it player pack items next year keep the swag going dude you're welcome i like it 
You're welcome. <laughs> uh, okay. So another piece that I wanted to cover per our fabulous producer's recommendation is part of your identity is that you're a huge stat nerd. What's that all about? Where does that like come from? So for me, I've been really like, you know, right branded, very heavy in math. So like my background, I have three different math degrees. I teach math ever since I was a kid. It was the, it was the one thing that made sense. Hence why you struggle with creativity. You're very. Yeah. Like numbers. the art side, nothing like being able to compose or write an email, nothing. You know, by being able to link different pieces and put them together, like that's always kind of be there. And we just, you know, really, you know, backtracking working with Megan has been wonderful because Megan is the complete opposite of what I have. So like everywhere, like I'm failing, she's succeeding for us and it works very vice versa. And so I think it's just like the numbers to me is just always made sense. You know, so when you're growing up and you're playing disc off and this rating system pops up and no one can make sense of it, it's like. Can you make sense of the rating system? Yes and no. A bit. I mean. There's an algorithm put behind it that they made years ago and they don't share it out anymore. It it makes sense to where it's written, but to where like the like normal consumer of what how they're trying to make sense of it is it doesn't really make sense to kind of the style of golf that we have today. Mm. You know, when the rating system was made, they basically were throwing just the golfers at the time and they're like, this is what thousand rated means. And yeah. these are what these numbers mean. And they link together with an algorithm to see how we can make yeah. it work for a very, very, very understated way of talking about it. It's really just averages in a sense, you yeah. know? So you'll hear players talk about like, oh, it rained that day. So like the TD gets to click a button that says rain. Yeah. And like, <laughs> did you click favorite. the button, Mr. TD and make yeah. my rating better? It's like, there's no button there. There's what? no, you know, yeah. so none of that's there. It's like, oh, it was really windy today. You're going to put it 17.2 miles per hour. I'm like, no, I'm not going to put that because there's nothing there. It's yeah. really just a, a big algorithm for for averages in a sense. And it, at this point, it's we've seen it enough where it's somewhat predictable, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean it's correct yeah. or it, it's not what it should reflect. But we kind of have seen it enough where I can kind of say, okay, well, so and so shot a you know ten twenty, so your rating is going to be a you know fill in the blank. It's still too arbitrary. There's yeah. like a predictability between like points per stroke. So yeah. like each stroke would be worth you know somewhere between on the low end. Uh, I mean for really crazy courses like Northwoods Black, uh, four to five points a stroke yeah. and uh, heavily OB ridden, uh, high scoring spread differentials. You know to even like thirteen to fifteen points a, a stroke. You can't just so- throw words like differentials out there. I'm still trying you to can. figure out who algorithm is. <laughs> <laughs> is that Lefty Al's last name? Algorithm? I don't know. Al's, Al's that was the person uh, Alex drove home that night. Yeah. <laughs> that one Christmas Eve many minutes yeah, ago. Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> Made love to algorithm. Yeah, so That's not great. the, you know, really go weird on it. And I'm no ratings expert, but just, you know, looking at patterns and understanding things over time, it just kind of made things click, you know, just with the math background that, that I've grown up with. So after a tournament, do you do a lot of like looking at the stats of like what hole, where people were scoring and like, are those kind of stats exciting to you? Oh, are there random spreadsheets on old computers that I don't know where they're at anymore that definitely did that for sure. Like yeah. in my early days of running events uh, and even like another friend of the show, David Garb, like Ooh. we would share spreadsheets together and look at things and pull stats up and see like what's making sense, what's not. Haven't done that really recently, but back in the day for sure. Speaking of garb, we also were going to talk about how you are, to use Sheila's words, a rule book extraordinaire, which is something that I've heard from Sean is also in garbs 
sort of identity. Mm -hmm. I think Steve uses it for good where Garb uses it. He's like the chaotic good. Like in fairness, we're running cash days in two days and I set my rule sheet to Garb. And yeah. I do that. I do that for every clash too. As we I have the a thing Garb that's and called Garb yeah, proof this. That's, garb yeah, proof. we have it too. It's called Garb proofing. We read it. And if we think Garb can bend the rules in some way, then we know, so, you know, yeah. that someone will. That's good. So if Garb can't get through it, then, you know, we know we've done our job. Like, what if I throw a thrower and it lands 250 feet away down the fairway in that flower bed that you've never seen before in your life? Totally. How are we going to rule that? Right. Absolutely. Like, He's making everybody better. That's fantastic. Mm -hmm. um, from Cash Days 2015 to Clash to the Smooth Series, it's a shitload of work to put on these tournaments. Mm -hmm. God knows nobody's tournament directors are not making money, right? Like, what? If they are, if there's some out there, like, good for you, but I don't know of anybody that's straight up making money from tournaments. So where do you think your motivation to keep doing it comes from? I will actually want to say like the beginning of it was probably that competitive nature to where, so going back to the beginning, I know we've kind of been back and forth here, went to Jesse's doubles league uh, on Wednesday mm -hmm. and went that one time in 2012. And I was like, this is great. And then the next year, 2013, full commit, went as much as I can, played my first tournaments in 2013, and I just couldn't get enough of it. Mm -hmm. So the next year I was finishing up college and I was looking at that summer as, you know, I was wrapping up college of I can't get enough disc golf and there's not enough in our area at that time. Oh my God. You know, we had CSI Mondays. What a different time. Mm -hmm. We had uh, doubles on Wednesday and handicap was going on with Tuesday if you wanted to play that. But, you know, tournaments were a lot more scarce and leagues were a lot more scarce. And I just looked at the schedule and I was like, I'm just going to create my own league, you know, and, mm -hmm. and really almost kind of carbon copied what Jesse was doing, my, you know, my first league and what I love doing. I'm like, let's do that. And with Mokina being the first course that I started really learning how to play, I'm like, let's start at Mokina. So for a couple of years, we ran. Is that where Brink Street came from? So that's where it was doubles at the Oaks at the time. Oh. And so this is where I really didn't know anyone in the community. You know, I was just, you know, kind of showing up and, and meeting a couple of people here and there. And over the years is when I really grew to know more the the not J Town community, but everyone in this area. Right. Mm -hmm. And so from Mokina, we were running there. And a lot of the big complaints of the new people I was meeting were we love Mokina, it's too far. We love to come to doubles, we can't make it on time. And so we made the switch over to Brick Street in 2016, I think it was. And to me, it was always like the direction I went to go drive to Delwood, Trinity, or Highland, I would always end up on Brick Street. Yeah. So I take Briggs and then back roads to Delhi or Briggs to Oaks and I get the Trinity or Briggs to Route 30 there and get the Highland. And so it's me. I'm like, well, Briggs Street doubles will just run doubles at all the courses, you know, kind of semi connected to this road. I think it was like, so that's where the doubles kind of came into play was leagues came from. I just can't get enough of this. I you know want more and more. Let's do this. Sure. And then tournaments, it was David Hopkins, Scott Carroll, Eris Pachos. And we yeah, talk about a throwback name there. And we were sitting in. Um, is he still like around? Is he involved? Yeah. In, like, in yeah, he's up. Uh, yeah, he's up in the city. Um, he's he's one of the been to the shop like, multiple times. This year, yeah, him. really. Yeah, physically, oh. golf is a lot harder for him now. Uh, he had a couple back surgeries, and, oh, and so no. that uh, that horizontal twisting movement isn't the easiest for him. He's actually picked up traditional golf. I think you guys love to call it as golf. Golf, yeah, yes. you know, uh, he's he's picked up golf and uh, and has been really diving hard into that. Yeah. So we were, okay. this was 2015. We're sitting in the, uh, the basement of Eris's house and the four of us, we were, you know, hanging out, playing cards, doing whatever. We were sitting there and talking about all of the tournaments we had just played that year. What did we like and what didn't we like? And it kind of just stemmed into, well, if we were to run a tournament one day, what would we want? And we're all like low rated amateur players. So we're like, 
yeah, I'm like 890 and I want to win cash. So we're like, okay, let's make everyone win cash. And then we're like, what would you want to do for the layout? And what would you want to do for the course? What would you want to do for this? And it kind of turned into the first stages of how cash days was formed. And we're like, you know, let's not sanction it and let's bring kegs and let's have everyone have a good time and let's not worry about the actual golf part of it and let's just have fun. Tournament directing just came from what were we missing and what were we wanting? Mm -hmm. And it was kind of like maybe just young confidence. I'm just like, oh yeah, screw it. I can do this. Come on. Like they're doing it with, you know, Frisbee's in the back of their van and they're just, you know, posting up at, you know, five minutes for tea time, making it happen. It's like, we could probably make it happen. And just organically, we were just like, let's try it. There's something very special about that. Stupidity is not the right word. The naivete. Mm -hmm. So many people have tried to do more than they should have out of naivete and great things have come out of it. Well, because you're not aware of what can go wrong. Exactly. Yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly. You just, if you don't know what can go wrong, you're not worried about it. Oh yeah. And we went, we went way over the top that first year. Mm-hmm. We like, we went and we got a keg from Pollyanna and we're like, all right, cool. Like one keg should work. And they're like, no, nah. we should probably get more. And so it was like nine o'clock at night, the night before. And we're like running the Burkots right before they close. We're like, okay, let's get another one. And then we even sent like Steve Renaris during the halfway break to go get another. Cause like everyone, you know, and then we had a final nine. We're like, oh, let's do a final nine. So all the winners of every division can join this final nine and we'll play for more money. Cause why not? We're trying to fit as much as we can. Mm-hmm. Tuan took the keg we had left and threw it in a wheelbarrow and was dragging, no. or I guess wheeling the keg around Trinity. <laughs> And we had, you know, a gallery of 20, 30, 40 people watching this final nine at the end of those cash days. And, you know, really it was like we knew kind of the key components of what had to be there from our semi-tournament experience. But at the end of that, we're like, how this even? There's no way any of this should have worked. That's the beauty of it, though. You talked about how there was it was a little bit sparse the amount of tournaments back then mm-hmm. you were like kind of helping to fill a gap fast forward seven years tournaments on top of tournaments every weekend like mm-hmm. you can't get away from it like good luck finding a weekend to host your event where you're not competing with somebody else 100 yeah i think you and sean can talk a lot about that what is it like these days and sort of what's your opinion on scheduling tournaments and, and how to determine when it's okay mm-hmm. to run, you know, a specific like tier of event near something like just talk about that environment, the way, the way it is now. So it's tough. So like a tier schedule comes out in November and so they, that'll be coming out pretty soon. And after the A tier schedule is out um, and generally in the past couple of years, the pro tour and majors are already out. And so then they start trying to schedule local events and that's where state coordinators come in. So for us, Mike Krapika will send uh, the all call out and give us a Google form to fill out and say, what event do you want? Give me three possible dates. And Sean, you're probably sitting at your computer for an hour and a half filling out that Google form and typing in all the logistics and we're doing the same. Yep. And and after a couple of days of Mike throwing that through a spreadsheet, uh, he kind of individually conferences with all of us. And I think I was on the phone with mm-hmm. with Mike for like an hour and a half and he pulls the spreadsheet up and it's color coded and it's great and it's organized. And he looks at it and he said, here's the problem. You want to run this, this, this and this. And here are all the conflictions. And I even think we had two to three more events on the calendar. For this year, you know, thank goodness it didn't fall through that way. We'd be, yeah, we'd be running for the hills, right? But we were talking to him and he was like, hey, you know, all of these dates work, but if you want to run it this day, can you switch dates for your divisions? And if you run it this day, can you give clearance to this TD for the distance? And one of them was, Mike was, I don't know where we can fit Unstable Open. And I hmm. said, take my date away. Would Unstable Open fit in there? And I think that's maybe even how it worked out. 
And so, you know, and Sean, I'm sure you're going through the same, the same conversations. With oh, Mike, totally. Right? Exact mm-hmm. same. I mean, it, it is completely necessary. You know, I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's nothing that I don't, we can't get away from that. You know, it's, it's always going to have to be figured out by a third party Mike and, and delegated that way because there's so many, it just, it, it has to exist. Well, and also we've been talking about how the same way rating systems may have worked early in the sport, the the distance stipulations mm-hmm. are going to have to change as well because there's so many more people yeah. playing that the 50 miles, the 100 miles, the 1,000 miles oh, between yeah. tournaments, you know, depending on the tier, that is all – it's got to be thrown out and reevaluated yeah. because we've already run into situations for last year or even with flex starts and all that stuff that yeah. this year – it's just been garbage, and we all know that we can run. There's too, there's so many people. Yeah, right. Like yeah, I'm we, not, I'm not seeing a lot of tournaments that are just not filling. Like I'm sure they're yeah. out there, but I'm not there, seeing a lot. There of are. It. Yeah, <laughs> there, it, there yeah. are. And that that's the weird part of it is like I guess that's kind of where like my competitive side comes in is like I'm good at this shit and I'm proud of it. So it can even though I know that it has to exist that these things have to be checked by a third party G inside me doesn't shut off and I want to be like no man you run it as good as I do and if you're you know what I mean like mm-hmm. survival of the fittest man like totally. if you only get 12 people that's not my no, problem totally so it's it's weird it has to exist and there has to be checks and balances but what is it going to look like in five years when the there's going to be TDs that haven't even picked up a disc yet. But Steve will still be running events, and I'll still be running mm-hmm. events, and Jesse will still be running events, mm-hmm. and all these people. So what's it going to look like when there's more TDs, when it, when it's even more extreme? I don't know. I, it, like Ryan said, it's the the distance thing, I think, has to change a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I, I also think that like giving the people the option of, there's four C-tiers in Chicagoland. Pick the one you like the most. You know, totally. It's eventually, I think, going to have to be at that point. And yeah. I would also yeah. like to think with that time going by that we will have exponentially that many more disc golfers to fill all those spots. I think more disc golfers, and I also think it makes every TD raise the bar. Yeah, 100%. If you want totally. to fill your shit, mm-hmm. right. get your branding together, yeah. get your players packs together, Get like make people want to do it, not just go, it's a disc golf tournament this weekend that I could go play right. and who you should have to choose between yeah. the ones that you know is going to be legit. And ones. that's the thing now. I mean, you know, you, you look at Smooth Series, they're killing it with the branding. Right. I think that we do a really good job. There's people that don't. This is all based on standards from 20 plus years ago that mm-hmm. just don't apply anymore. I don't think, I mean, it was happening, but I don't yeah. think that it's that was necessarily the from, focus because yeah. mm-hmm. 20 years ago, it was just a flyer on a, on a tree, put yeah. on a tournament because mm-hmm. we're the only ones right. doing it. Right. Yeah. And that was the scale of zero to Mitch of, is this good? Yeah. Back in the there day, wasn't there was, anybody else yeah. competing. Right. right there right. wasn't anybody else going, I like what you're doing, but I'm going to do it differently or I'm going to do it better or I'm going to do this or that. So yeah, Yeah, for a long time, it was just kind of like if I wanted to play a disc golf tournament in my area, like I was stuck choosing a tournament from whoever was the one. Yeah, you just waited until one came along. you're just lucky that there's an event that weekend. Mm -hmm. And you hear, you know, back in the day, um, I'm sure you guys heard the same gripes pre-shot, pre-TD, just as a player, as you're at an event. And the players aren't happy with what the TDs are doing. And the players aren't happy with the layout choices. And they're not happy with... You know, if I want to buy this disc, it's $38 randomly, you know, and they're the only ones in towns that they're allowed to do that. But at the same time, it's either play a tournament because it's the only one there or don't play a tournament. Right. And right. so back in the day, that was really our our lost options. And like you're saying, it's like 
I'll go play your events and check out your events. And I'm sitting here, I'm like, no, man. like there's 8,000 other things we're not doing that. Like we could be doing, you're blowing us out of the water. You know, I even think like we were, uh, we were playing an event. I was looking at Megan. I was like, next year goal, one feather banner. They have 4,000 feather banners. I want one feather banner, <laughs> yeah. you know? Totally. And it's all of that stuff. Our, our mutual, it's all, I love the players that play both our events. So they come yeah. over, they're like, they're like, where's the TV and where's the, the smooth drop cloth and where's this Ooh. and where's that? Yeah. And I was like, I was like, yeah, they've got their, their shit Son down. Son of a yeah. bitch. We're, yeah. we're year one. And I'm sure at some point we'll eventually get there. And I can yeah. sit here and be like, yeah, totally. I really wish that we could be there. But we all kind of grew together doing it. That's the cool part about it to me is mm-hmm. that it's, I don't look at Steve and what you guys are doing as competition. I look at it like, yeah, man, like you keep pushing the envelope and we are too. And we'll keep doing it because we love it for the same reasons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we want to push the envelope and see what can be done for the same reasons. Mm-hmm. And we get that same excitement out of it because we think alike and we care about the nuances and the details yeah. of the stuff. Yeah. And in the same way that you're like, oh, we don't have feather banners. Oh, their player packs were. Yeah. We need to uh, give up on that. You know? Yeah. yeah. Dude. So, you know, <laughs> totally. We're both at the same time pushing everything and it's, yeah. it's awesome. That is the coolest thing about the Chicagoland area. I mean, outside of, yeah. in my opinion, it was like, I used to look at it like the J-Town area. Yeah, right. And it's it's just expanded in so many directions now, and there's so many people doing different things in different ways. Some of it, I think, is totally dismissible, and some of it, I think, is making everybody do more, and it's mm-hmm. good for the sport. I, I don't know what the scenes are like outside of our state, really. but well, I think that's representative of probably most of the scenes around the area. I'm sure like, to scale some them. extent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think what's happening in Chicagoland because of the population here and because of right. how many courses there are, this is probably sort of like an epicenter of of where disc golf is evolving maybe the most or or at least near that top yeah. that top mm-hmm. level. That's yeah, we're really cool. fortunate with that. Like I would always go down to Peoria area and go play events by like Johnny Harrison. Mm-hmm. And I would sit there and talk to him and be like, I'm like, you're running an amazing event. You're giving a basket away for a player's pack. Dude. Like you're making these decisions. You're making the players really happy. Yeah. You've got a hundred spots open for an event. Like what's happening? And he's just like, we don't have the population that you guys do. Yeah. yeah. And so they had like, you know, like the hub of courses, mm-hmm. you know, down in that area is unbelievable. Right. You know, you see them broadcasted for Ledgestone every year, right. but they really do have some top level courses and our area has top level players. And yeah. we have a population to where, like, if I won the run a tournament in Trinity and you won the run a tournament at Delwood and Thor won the run a tournament in Highland, they would all fill and you would have 500 people that went to Delwood that day upset at us, you know, yeah. that like right. that right. had to be turned away and right. each one would fill and each one would go well and it would all jive together. I can't remember if it was this year or last year, but we hosted some event the same weekend as Illinois State. And we were all like, we didn't, I don't want to say we didn't know it at the time. But we were like, we're only a 72-player event, and Illinois State's going to have like 400 players. It shouldn't really be an issue. And then we're like, but are we even going to fill this thing? Like 400 players are playing in a much, much bigger, way more important thing. Are we even going to be able to like break even on this thing? And we sold out in like a half an hour. And it's like, how fortunate are we to have that many players yeah. in the area? Mm-hmm. And there's right. always been this fine line, and and I'd say these like unwritten rules and unwritten laws in our area of like, you don't want to, you know, dance on their people's toes. You know, you don't want to step on their toes and, and run your event against their events, mm-hmm. you know, for the most part. But there's sometimes where like, it just has to happen. 
Mm-hmm. And it happens. And guess what? It's not going to hurt either event. Right. At this and we're, and we're finally to, at that stage now. It has to not be looked at like you're challenging them. Oh, it definitely was. It, it, right. Like once upon a time, the, it definitely the stepping was. Stepping on the toes thing has to go away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, that's not what's happening. Two things are happening at the same time. That's it. Yeah. Like back in the right. day where day of signups was still a thing. Like right. you can show up right. and you can hand your schmeckles over to the TV and they would, and yeah. they would, they would write your name on Just, a, yeah. on a yeah. you know, a player card <laughs> and throw yeah. you up somewhere. And you're like, cool, I'm a whole seven. Great. You know, yeah. like those days are over. And so yeah. stepping on toes back then, very frowned upon, but you know, nowadays it's like, open communication with, with yeah. TDs is Well, how is dare crucial. that other TD take that zero money that I was going to make away from yeah. me? Yeah. yeah. We're not making money. There's not, there are too many players to worry about that shit. Mm-hmm. I don't speak Yiddish, but I do know that schmeckle means penis and shekel is the word you were looking for. I was looking for shekel. Shekels. There we go. That's Blooper cool. of the night right there. But that's the second time we've talked about throwing penises on tables tonight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> If you're counting, it's coming yeah. full circle again. <laughs> right. Jason, Jason's definitely counting. I think I think we hit the uh, the title of the episode full circle, or schmeckles on the table. <laughs> that's how you get those five star reviews that's a good right one. there. Yeah, that's the way. All right. So, last question before we get to the mailbag: What are your plans for Smooth Series next year? Do you guys? I'm sure you guys are talking about it already. What are you excited about for next year? You know, so it's funny. Smooth Series ended uh, a weekend ago. And we're already running another event the next weekend, another event two weekends from now. But we kind of are in this like honeymoon stage of it's over and it's wrapped up and there's a pretty bow on it. And we're going to take the winner to really discuss, you know, what went well and what what didn't and where we want to go. And I think we have a lot of fun ideas and plans. I think we have a lot of fun ideas and plan. Mm -hmm. And while those details aren't fully out on the table yet and, and written in stone, um, I think that next year will be much further than uh, than what anything this year was. Wow. Big statement. Yeah. So and even with that, too, uh, Megan put a Google form together of really all our events. What did you like about the courses? What did you like about the player packs? What did mm-hmm. you like about the events? What would you actually like to have? Where did we do well? Where did we file? And uh, just kind of taking because I can r- run an event and I can see how they did. And at the end of the day, Megan and I can go to Freddy's on a Sunday night after we drop the truck off and talk about what we thought went well. Sure. But from the voices of the players is what we're really looking to hear. Right. And so we're going to be sending that out soon towards the end of the season here and collecting their thoughts and hopefully taking that feedback and being able to improve upon what we already have. Love that you care about your players' experiences. That's uh, not something every TD is cognizant about. So kudos. We like to run events that like we would want to play. It's like, you know, coming back to how did was cash days created? Mm-hmm. It was created because it was an event that we want to play. And at the end of the day, you know, I'm sure I'm, I'm sure you feel the same way that if you're going to put the effort on and put in an event, don't half ass it. And don't make it right. to where people Whole are, asset. you know, yeah. going to, you know, regret their decision of spending their weekend with you and just putting just that extra ounce of effort and caring about is the player enjoying this? Totally. It, you know, we're going to make sure that happens. It's a great soundbite right there. All right. We've covered a lot and there's a fat little mailbag to get into tonight. So I think we should. Jason, can you take us into the mailbag? Sure. Does that mean that it's. Mail time. Mail time. Mail time. Mail time. Jason, what's in the mailbag? First thing I want to say before we get into the mailbag is earlier, Steve, you meant to say 
showcase the course and you said show course the case <laughs> and i have been laughing nonstop in my head about it since i didn't even it. catch I that catch yeah that. it's so good i love it oh i did not show catch it. Course, course the, the case. case i wish Fantastic. i would have caught that all right <laughs> <laughs> now that we've cleared that up uh-uh. on the subject of a funny little miss miss speaks like what you just did yeah kind of uh, yeah yeah at uh, a wedding I was at recently, a disc golfer's wedding. I won't use his name because I don't want to embarrass him. Uh, he was giving his vows, and he said, with this wing. Marriage. Marriage. Disc golf wedding presented by Wingstop here. Yeah. <laughs> Our mailbag, the first question is from Adam Berkovic, and he wants to know what's your favorite disc golf item you own disc trophies etc and what is the story behind the item why it holds so much meaning to you very cool question i'm gonna throw two out there full circle part 14 at this point my favorite disc growing up was an eagle and i have an eagle from one of the uh, new lennox uh haynes wayside opens from 2004 like the stamp with like the children playing in the playground oh yeah yeah yeah, 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 thrown around And I I saw that stamp one day and hunted it for years and finally got it. And so just back to what we talked about earlier of Hmm. like Haynes being the first real established course I'd ever played and having that part of my disc golf career and then Mm -hmm. piecing that with one of my favorite discs. uh, I'd say that's probably the one disc that I like the most of the one or two that I have. And (laughs) back to trophies, accomplishment wise, I think my favorite accomplishment would be Am Nationals at Toboggan. Amateur major. I went there year after year and tried to do well and I'd get my bucket and finally one year just learn how to golf. And that was the year Kyle Klein won. And I ended up on the podium in third place. Kyle still whooped me by like a billion strokes, but it was one of those to where I had gotten my butt kicked by that course for five straight years and finally turned around and learned how to play. And so that trophy is kind of my, you know, confidence builder of, mm-hmm you can play golf. Oh, yeah. And it was that turnaround. And, and I'd say my career was, was right there. Can I hear your answers to that question? I think it's an awesome question. Um, I'm going to speak for Ryan and myself. It is the ore that we play for mm-hmm. at Sandy point, which is upstairs. One which, if I'm not mistaken, that's year, upstairs, right? right? Mm-hmm. It is upstairs. Does that yes. mean you won it this year? I did. I did win it this Let's year. Go. Four time. All right. All right. First four. Time okay. Camp? Okay. I mean, when your fans come into back. the shop and they ask you to sign their disc. Do you put four X? <laughs> oh, I, should. I should start that i should That's definitely start really that great. yeah uh I what think, for well it's it's for the or it's, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it's a whole thing mine might be my deli award oh hell yeah i it gave just that to you might be that i handed that to you yeah you did mm-hmm. we hugged great. all right next question jeff Kors. what would your walk-up song be on first tee or at bat <laughs> Oh, man. Damn, that's a great question. I feel like growing yeah. up and watching like GBO, now DDO, you would always, you know, that was the one event where there'd be a walk-up song. Yeah. And back then, even, I couldn't even come up with an answer. No. feel like I'd probably right now would go with some instrumental by Brass Tracks just to get me into like yeah. good, smooth vibes okay. to just set sure. the course going. I think I would do Show instrumental, too. the case, I think, is, is how <laughs> it's done nowadays. Yeah. I think, I would, yeah, something by Lettuce, I think. Just oh, something dude. something instrumental and just so badass that you can't deny. Yeah, yeah no words. The 
music you played at Clash was, was great. so fun. It was great. It was so yeah. cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, there's so many ways to go with that question, but the first thing that came to mind is a Beastie Boys song. I'd probably go with a Beastie Boys song. Now, don't you tell me to smile. You stick around and make it with your wife. Nipsey Hustle. Any Nipsey Hustle song, it doesn't oh, matter. Just okay. Nips. Almost forgot what I was doing. Shit Almost forgot where I was going. I've been wrong. driving, I've been smoking. Almost forgot what I was doing. I really rest thought you were going to go with the Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 entire soundtrack. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh. Goldfinger. Yeah. Goldfinger. Yeah. Yeah. Superman. Uh, Superman. Yeah. Goldfinger, right? <laughs> By the way, listeners, if you don't know, we have a playlist on Spotify. What's it called? It's just called the Unstable Discourse Playlist, right? Yeah. Yeah. And almost every week for a long time, we were just each of us adding a song to it. Yeah, there's a ton of music. So you get a little bit of a taste of like just what we all listen to. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Follow it. It's cool. Do it. I would do some Robert Palmer. I'm super into him right now. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Okay. Big time. I downloaded a bunch of his music and I can't stop listening to it. And his late stuff. His stuff from the 90s. It's awesome. Mm. Yeah. Jeff Kors wanted dibs on uh, the old Magnum PI theme, by the way. He wanted oh, yeah, that's pretty great. Cool. One. We did get a question about your disc collection, but we covered that. That was Carlos Saldivar. I don't know about the Carlos. Ed, I think, just wants to send some love your way. He says, not a question. Ed Redakovitz, by the way. I just want to say a big thanks to Steve for all the help along the way. He didn't know me at all when he agreed to play around with me back in 2019, only a few months after I started playing. Has always been there, checking in after tournaments and encouraging me to keep working. I really appreciate all he does for our community and just being a great guy that cares about the sport. Wait, exactly. was he talking about me or um, Steve? Yeah. You know what? It's it said Steve, but now that I'm thinking about it, that might have been a typo. I think he meant yeah. yeah. Okay, we'll clear it up. <laughs> <laughs> Who's exactly. sweeter in that? Is that is Steve or Ed the sweeter person in this Ooh. little story? Well, Ed's got Nelly, so that ah, that I just adorable. Not for sure. Yeah, I love my dogs more than anything, but I can't bring them out often. Yeah. Uh, next question is a Brian Earhart question. Insert joke Ooh, about his name here. Beer fart. There you go. Uh, when Brian Earhart a... commented on one of our things. Yeah. Yeah, we've made it, guys. Whoa. Yeah. Brian. When playing a I'm one. I'm looking at a Beer Heart logo right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right, right there. Right? Oh, yeah. yeah. There it is. When playing a 1v1 don't break the ice match, what block are you opening with? All right, Chip Lockerman. Asking the real question. This is. So I think game changer moment of the day you make direct eye contact with your competitor. You know that you're uh, never going to back down. And without breaking eye contact, you just go and knock as many blocks as you can. Uh, 60% of the time, I think it works 100% of the time. That's right. Uh, <laughs> the math tracks. 60% of the time, it works every time. That doesn't make sense. But yeah, there we go. There's Thanks, that Chip. stat nerd again. Yeah. yeah. Nice. <laughs> uh, fun fact. When he threw that on Twitch, I actually watched that religiously, barely knowing who Brian was. Like just being what? Facebook friends with him and watching like old video coverage of him playing with like Dana and Nate Heinold on some random track. Whoa. So like I like I knew Tom more than Brian. And so that popped up and I watched that whole Twitch feed. Oh, my you're gosh. so lucky. That's I so really great. wish I could have seen yeah. it. It's gone now. It's gone. Patrick Richard. Next question. Mm. Wonderkind. Wonderkind, former guest of the show. What is your 
favorite casino game? Does he know something we don't know? Well, as a stat guy, that's a great question. We have frequented many casinos together. I see. The one that can. Man, I got to say, if I'm going to be really boring video poker, but if I'm going to be excited, you can throw me in a craps table and I will not leave all night. Mm -hmm. I'd love to get an invite next time you guys go. Oh, yeah. Normally, it's like 1130 the night before a really important tournament round. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Mm-hmm. There's some correlation between that happening and great rounds being shot the next day. I don't know what it is about disc golfers, but there that's a trend. Mm-hmm. Unconnected. There will just be groups gambling? of yeah. And, and not just gambling, but exactly what you're talking about. And it's very funny. Like we were just talking about the other day how there was a bunch of young kids that just started really getting into disc golf. And I was like, half of those kids are going to start gambling to the point where they're not going to show up anymore. Yeah. I, I don't know what the correlation is. It's crazy. And like, unfortunately, at the sidetrack, we've actually kind of seen that in our area. And yeah. I don't name the player, but there was a player that, you know, was like really driven and really motivated and he was playing a lot and, you know, he was at leagues every other day mm-hmm. and turned 21, went to a casino. I remember. Won a bunch of money like his first couple nights and then hit the bug, went back, lost everything, lost more. Sold all his stuff to get some Sold money to go back stuff. and- yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, gambling addiction is a very sad thing. It's but. fun, mm-hmm. but you got to know when. Yeah, know your limits. Yeah. Right. Know everything. Mm-hmm. Know when to hold them. Know when, know when to hold them. Yep. You got to know, know when, when to walk, walk away. away. Uh-huh. Know when to run. Yep. Next question. Ryan Smooth Aquino has a question. Uh, Ryan, I know you're listening. Change your name to Ryan Smooth Aquino on Facebook. If the version of you that began playing disc golf as a newbie could meet the version of you now, what would he say? So I think three disc chucker Ratchin would be extremely disappointed that I have a little more than three frisbees right now. Uh, he'd be so unnecessary, man. Disappointed yeah. that I don't throw eagles anymore because that was my jam back in the day. But I think like deep down, he would never admit it, but he'd be really jealous that you actually learn how to throw a backhand and you didn't just sidearm crazy shots all the time. Oh, yeah, I got him. He'd be like, you got her pregnant. You got to get out of there, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, honestly, if I could add one more than that, uh, <laughs> on top of that entire list. You're locked uh, in, dude. <laughs> <laughs> we young- trained specifically to avoid this. <laughs> <laughs> so many spit outs. You weren't supposed to make them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say uh, going back it. to uh, Chucker Days, which that needs to be an event at some point. Mm-hmm. Chucker Ratchin, I think, would be extremely disappointed that I am wearing really nice, unstable disc golf gear, clothing mm. at all my events and all my rounds now because I'm very frequent of uh, shirts versus skins. And if you had to wear a shirt, it cannot have sleeves because if you wear sleeves, then of course you're not going to throw good. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, I almost got kicked out of my first tournament for wearing a sleeveless shirt. Fun fact. What tournament was that? It was uh, Wow Wow West 2013. Uh, Went to the shop and I was like, hey, Pat, never played a tournament before. What should I do? And he's like, just join Novice. And I was probably like a 900 rated player at the time. I had no idea what that meant. Mm-hmm. and shot very well and was murdering the novice field, not knowing that, you know, that's what you know, shouldn't have played it. You can't yeah. know. Yeah. And I was sitting at a picnic bench and I had like four people to the right of me with a rule book that were trying to get me disqualified. And I had like Chris McCabe to the left of me trying to get me not disqualified. And at the very end of the day, Pat was like, no, man, just like, let him wear a sleeve of shirt. It's fine. Yeah. It's 95 degrees right now. Right. And so he let me play. I was good. Yeah. I have a glow beast from that tournament. I did not play in it. I don't even know how I have it. Actually, I think I got it from a Jesse Sands payouts um, at Shanty Classic once upon a time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's like my only you know, glow driver I keep in my bag. Pretty sure I played that event. I played oh, 14. Chucker Day sounds fun, by the way. 
Yeah, it's been an idea I've kind of just been joking around with, but it's like chucker days. Your so. bag has to be a Burkhardt's no plastic bag? Yeah, yeah, so yeah, you can oh, go Burkhardt's plastic bag. You can go the drawstring bag, which yeah. will be in your player pack, obviously. Sure. Um, you know, so you need to print about 100 of those for me next yeah, month. Already on it. Um, or you can have a six-pack where half of the six-pack is full and the other half is just the Frisbees that fit. Right. Um, you have to throw a groove at least one time during the sure. competition. Wow. Sure, sure, sure. At yeah. some point, like wherever your drive lands, you just have to pick it up and then throw somewhere within like a seven foot radius of where your right, initial drive landed. Right, 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 right. If you hit metal inside the circle, Sometimes that, counts. that should have just counted, right? Yeah, There's right. no, it was a gimme. <laughs> so you just, you just count that. That's and crazy. if you, I mean, it was in, you yeah. guys saw it. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. And if your shot ever lands in like a garbage can or hits a squirrel that counts. or anything, we're like, you just win, like you automatically win. Uh, you don't even have to finish the round. You just, win the day. You can just go yeah. to right, central right, 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 right. call a day. Yeah. Yeah. And everybody that is at the tournament has to have a Bluetooth speaker and listen to Sublime. 100%. Yep. Oh, yeah. yeah. Actually, all four players on the card have to compete their Bluetooth speaker over each other. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but they're all yeah. listening to Sublime, just different songs at different times. And it yeah. all sounds like everything yeah. is a par four. Everything is a par four. Par uh, yeah. Ryan Stilson, next question <laughs> says With you bringing back a lot of older events and such, would there be a possibility that Team Vertigo will be making a reappearance? <laughs> what is that about? Vertibros. Oh, my gosh. This was. Were you part? Do you remember that at all? I remember. I remember. 20, 20, yeah, 20, 2014. 2014. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think. Gosh, I, I feel I can't remember who Probably. started it. I remember the guy who started it had like the biggest Vibram disc golf collection of like all time, and he like jumped off of Facebook and then he jumped back on under like a pseudo name. I can't remember what his actual name was. Was it, it Adam, was like, Adam Disc Golf? Uh, no, that that man is unbelievable though. I know. You should watch him throw. Uh, I, I've seen him attempt a thrower 700 plus feet. What a distance competition. I heard about it. Yeah. It was unbelievable. He's one of my favorite humans too. So Vertebros, Ryan Stilson, myself, Andrew Cervantes, TJ, and a couple other players. Huh. It was just the guy that, that had a bunch of polos in the back of his car. And he's like, your team Vertebros. And he gave me a real big Brink. Disney Channel original movie Brink. Oh yeah. Right? Yeah. Soul Skaters. You know, and it was like, it gave me a real big vibe from that movie of it's like, okay, you're on team Vertebros now. Mm. And it's like, we show you're up in. and we'd wear the yeah. shirts. And then after like a couple like months of that, it was, it all just ghosted and <laughs> yeah. faded apart. Uh-huh. But Ryan, you know that we're, we're Vertebros for life. Who was the dad's that? Ryan Stilson. 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 Never missed a Ty back. Evanson. I don't think he's yeah, ever Ty missed Ty Evanson was on a Vertebro. Yeah. Yeah. Good times. Good man. Last question. Oh, here it is. God Jackie T. Horn. Oh, I thought go. you were Jackie T. Horns. No. Uh, why would I skip it? Why is everybody looking down? Uh, he wants to know gun to your head. Which yep. one are Always. you? Which one are you doing to survive? Chew off every one of your own toenails or chewing off someone else's fingernails every one or just one of them uh every one so are does that mean chewing off like the tip or chewing the nail the entire i'm going with the entire nail like am i ron jeremy in this case like can i uh, reach he my is toenails? assuming you have the flexibility Deal. is what he has Deal. so they're going to shoot you unless you do one of them well then i'm gonna which one harm are you going the other to person do? i would ask them to shoot me <laughs> <laughs> I'm, Get it I'm, over I'm, with. Wow. Changing my answer. I yeah. want that answer. All yeah. right. Fair enough. There mm-hmm. you go. Yep. Jackie T. Horn. That's the one you didn't expect that, Jackie. No, he certainly didn't. That was his fun question, but he also has a real question for us. He wants to know, uh, we'll do a little roundtable. What's our favorite Halloween movie slash horror movie that we watch this time of year because it's spooky season? 
don't have a movie necessarily. I watch. I try to watch new scary movies pretty much every year, but I do rewatch all the Roseanne Halloween episodes. Oh, I always okay. get excited for that. Okay. It's good. Nice. Uh, Ryan, what uh, what what's your go to on horror movies? I don't think I have one. No? I don't think I've traditionally ever watched anything close to Halloween. All the Ernest Scared Stupid movies we it's used to terrifying. watch, which we mentioned, I think, on the last one. Uh, with the trolls, Miak. Yeah, Miak, yep. I think that's really the only one that I can think of that I remember watching close to Halloween. I think yeah. you guys just went down in podcast history of the first time Ernest was talked about two episodes in a row. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. yeah. That's gotta be any record, podcast right? ever. Right. You know what I mean, Vern? Rest in peace. Like I feel like the streak <laughs> of like Leo being mentioned every single episode is still alive, <laughs> yes. but the fact that Ernest's been mentioned twice in a row. Uh huh. I don't know. That's just that's and my, specifically Ernest scared stupid. Scared right. stupid. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh-huh. R.I.P. Jim Vernon. Hey guys, Jason here. We all heard it. Let's be cool. Calm down. Alex didn't mean to call him Jim Vernon. He meant to say Jim Varney. At least one of us here at UD has respect for the dead. Man, what a guy. Let's run down the list. Ernest goes to camp. Gucci. Ernest saves Christmas. Gucci. Ernest scared stupid. Gucci. I mean, the man was the freaking voice of Slinky Dog, for Christ's sake. So Gucci. Anywho, it was merely a faux pas. Even the most Gucci of us can make mistakes. Now, let's get back to the show. I'm on TV! Gucci. I don't know. Probably really basic, like Hocus Pocus. Mm-hmm. That That is... Sheila and I watched that. Yeah. You know what? Unfortunately, um, I've watched ever since I got together with Liz... I've had to watch Practical Magic every year. Mm. I don't. I, I've never seen the whole thing, but I've seen bits and pieces of it. And actually, sure. this year I saw the end of it. And I was like, "Oh shit! It ends kind of crazy." Yeah, man. I, like growing up as a kid, I would always watch the Halloween Town series from Disney. Mm. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Um, okay. And then I would say over the last couple of years, like Meg and I would always watch Hocus Pocus. And we started this the first year we moved into the house. We bring out like a fireplace and a TV stand into our garage. And we throw the Harry Potter movies on for trick-or-treaters. So, so we'll have nice. Harry Potter play in the background. We'll hand out Ooh, you know, that's candy a good to idea. trick-or-treaters. Nice. Mm-hmm. So I know it's like the very last possible day to do it in October. But yeah, we've been doing yeah. that. It's fun. I lied. We used to watch Nightmare Before Christmas on October 1st every mm. for like four years in a row. Mm. And this year I said, let's save it for the end of October because it's more of a it's more of a Christmas movie, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm like, it's both. So we're go- we're going to watch that. And yeah. we, we do that every year. Pretty I just nice. don't associate horror movies with Halloween. Oh, my God. I've said this before on the yeah. podcast. Yeah, you you don't make any there sense. There are understand. some of them. That are Halloween themed, like Halloween, but yeah. I watch horror movies all the time. I don't associate them with just this time of year. My my answer is Scream. That's, That's but, I mean, Oh yeah, okay. I watch it seventy five times a year. We watch <laughs> it. I have the VHS. I I hooked up a VCR to the living room TV, and uh, I have Scream one, two, and three on VHS, and so they're just sitting out, so we could pop them in at any, at any point. God, that's great. I feel like yeah, we need like great. an insert like for all the young viewers here that still oh, don't yeah. know what the camera right. is. Yeah. What a VCR, what a VCR and, a, and, a, and VHS totally. means, and yeah. No, man. You know what? <laughs> also, that, and I think that's a wrap on the mailbag. Cool. Well, hey, thank you, listeners, for submitting your questions to the mailbag. Uh, we sure enjoy them, so mm-hmm. if you would keep doing that, we'd really like it. And if more despite, of you, despite the sarcasm that appeared in Alex's voice, <laughs> we, we do sincerely enjoy them. enjoy them. No, the, the the tone you're hearing is that like I wish there was more. 
I'm super grateful to everybody that submits questions, but I wish we had like a mountain of questions that we had to pick from and be like, that one's great. Let's use that one. That one's great. But to everybody who's been submitting questions, of course, we appreciate you and we love. Yes. Thank you. Please keep doing that. To yeah. everybody else, get your poop in a group. Obviously, for reading Jackie Teahorn's questions, mm-hmm. we need more. We need more. <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> Jackie Teahorn's, when you hear this, I like that you did two questions. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, thank you guys and uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for liking, uh, sharing, commenting, subscribing, all that stuff helps keep the gas in our tank we uh we thank you for all that uh thanks to our guests for being here steve megan you guys are great thank you for saving that surprise for this episode that so was incredible. so incredible so, yeah so that's cool. good stuff so cool. we got what two two episodes left this season yeah yeah that's the plan 14 and 15 yep and the guest that you have lined up the deucer has lined up a potentially mega guest. A real juicer. Hey. A real juicer. A real juicer from the deucer. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No promises, but there's potentially very something cool to announce. Very something cool. Very something cool. (laughs) All right. Thanks, guys, for listening. We appreciate you again. Until next time, keep it on the fairway. See ya. Later. Unstable Discourse is produced by Sheila Callahan. Edited by Ryan Fancher. Beats provided by Alex Seminary. And produced in association with Unstable Disc Golf Gear. Look good, feel good, play good. This course is a Top Secret Studios production. <laughs> Will Kyle just let us go and hang out by the bubbles?